What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? You get harmless phosphorescence! Hello, everyone. This is Throw Smiley, and when I was young, I said I'd start a podcast and everyone laughed at me. Well, nobody's laughing now. Who's joining me? <laughs> uh, I'm Josh Cece, and uh, is this some sort of clown thing? I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm going to werewolf and go wild. I'm Alaric Weber, and I'll do anything to pass Western Civ class. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I every time that line came up in the movie, Josh, I wanted to say a Jewish clown thing. Yes. <laughs> oh God, this is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? Head over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got a ton of bonus content there. We've got monthly movies. We got Star Wars shows. We do music shows. Um, We're going to be doing Cabin Boy this month, the month of August in the year of our Lord 20,022. Um, and this week... 20,000? 2,000. Whatever. Close enough. A man can dream. The future. Yeah. Well, we just did Logan's Run, so this week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Joker. <laughs> Can you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed, but I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? (laughs) Is this a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Joker. 
Joker. He is indeed. This wild. A Joker. That's a great trailer. That is a really good trailer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, Joker was released October 4th, 2019. It's our final 2019 movie, guys. We did 10 of them. <laughs> ten, wow, 10. 10 movies in 2019 for this show. Is, is that the most in one year? Yep. That is 2019 might be looked back upon as the peak of the superhero genre. Um, uh, I'd say so far, man. Yeah. I mean, it was the year Endgame came out. It was the most movies. Um, it was a big, big year. Uh, Are we going to do the Fosfies again when we reach a milestone? Oh, um, we should maybe do them when... <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah, we, we, we should probably do them when we get to the end of the... When we get caught up on the superheroes. <laughs> and yeah. So, a few months, five, six months from now. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah. So, uh, Joker... October 14, 2019, with the running time of 122 minutes. It costs $70 million, which is, you know, a good chunk of change for a drama, but it is very cheap for a super, for a, a DC or Marvel film. Um, yeah, I'd say. And it made $1.074 billion. Um, the return on investment for this thing was uh, insane. I'm sorry, oh, oh seven? $1.074 billion and 74 million 1.074 sorry that's my math teacher Al. coming out <laughs> yes <laughs> professor weber um, that'd be nasty uh can i go to the nurse <laughs> <laughs> um and guys i think it means we should play the box office top 10 game What's that air horn sound the kids love to put into videos? <laughs> All right. Let's do, let's do this. Our podcast is just an hour of us making air horn sounds now. <laughs> Me trying to replicate noises I heard on the internet. Yeah, yeah. If that's not a generational stupid thing to say. So the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I will read the description of the top 10 movies of the week of October 4th, 2019. Guys, you're going to try to guess what movie I'm describing based on the box office mojo description. Except for the parts where I don't use that description. Uh, you ready to play, guys? Indeed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Here we go. The number 10 movie of the week. Three sixth graders ditch school and embark <laughs> on an epic journey while carrying drugs, being hunted by teenage girls, and trying to make their way home in time for a party. Bad dudes? Close. No, kind of um, bad guys. You're in the right. It, it's not bad ba- kids. It's the bad adventures in babysitting. It's, the babysitter. It's. Br- I remember what the poster looks like. It's three kids. It's a red poster. Yeah, but but it, they didn't do the bad mom naming convention. They went opposite of that. Instead of bad moms, it's good, good boys. Kids. Kids. Good boys. Good boys. Oh, good boys. Good boys. Yeah. Um. It just wasn't bad. What was the name of that DC Pets movie? Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was all right. Um, I think I think we took Jude to see it in the theater. It was like, ooh, an R-rated comedy. <laughs> it was fine. Um, number nine this week. Um, wow, I have never heard of this movie. Okay. 
An Indian soldier chases after his mentor who has gone rogue following an unexpected kill. I th- This is literally the first time I've ever heard of this. It stars... It's This might be an Indian movie. The, wow. It's... <laughs> the... Uh, it says Rithic versus Tiger. Rithic. <laughs> um, Rithic, which I assume is somebody's name. Hmm. Uh, uh, the gift card scammers. Uh, it has a single word title. It's extremely generic. Okay. Kill. The. Not as generic as that. This isn't Al- Hero. Al, Al went down to base. Yeah, the, um, I'm with him. Fight. <laughs> Conflict. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. You're getting there. You're going in the right direction. Conflict. War. War. It's called war. <laughs> well, what is it good for? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's just, wait, say it again. War. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's number nine. Yeah, it looks like it's a Bali. Well, it wouldn't be like not Bollywood. It's not like doesn't look like it's a musical, but it's definitely looks like it's from the subcontinent. Um, would would in uh, just a Bollywood movie? Do, do they need song and dance sequences? To I mean, that's considered, considered the genre is like this the musical. When people say Bollywood, that's what springs to mind. But I guess it could be any film made in India. Just wondering if anybody had an answer on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll consult my... Yeah, I, I probably have a wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I can answer you. Why we're here is for all our wrong answers. Right. <laughs> I uh, learn something every time. Number eight. A man must confront his past and unearth his ruthless combat skills to exact revenge in a final mission. The born supremacy. No, but it is... No. It is it part is. of a franchise. No, <laughs> a much. Brian, it's it's what you were saying when we were off air. It's uh, Matthew Modine's Joker movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, John Wick. No, it's a much older franchise. Oh, oh. Mission Impossible oh. Seven. Older than that. Or, oh, wow. uh, James Bond. James Bond. Not a Bond. Uh, newer than Bond. Older than Mission Impossible. <laughs> get Smart 3. Um, yeah, Get Smart. It's kind Mr. Of a, Bean it's, does Manhattan. It's kind of a legacy. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Bean does Manhattan. Is that a porno? I know. It sounds tawdry. <laughs> hmm. Where does uh, it stand in age to Mr. Bean? Uh, I, it might have actually. Mr. Bean kind of would have come That's after it, actually. The first the first one, anyways. First one or oh, two. Shit. Jaws the Revenge. No, it stars a uh, well-known action star. It's not Mission Impossible? This is one of two big uh, franchises that he uh, helmed. Oh, starred is in. this Rocky? Not Rocky. Is it Creed? Not Rocky. It's the other one, the other franchise. Rocky Balboa. The other Rambo. franchise. Rambo. This is the new Rambo. Rambo. Last Old Blood. Man Rambo does Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> it's called Rambo Last Blood. Last Blood. Wow. Adrian's Revenge. I didn't even know that existed. I mean, it opened against Joker, so. You got your first blood. You got your last blood. <laughs> you got your you middle got your blood. Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> you got blood that's just kind of in the middle there. 
First Did he get, blood part two. He has a warehouse of blood in case he gets injured on these missions. Is that what they're talking about? They're like, this is it. You're um, unable to give more blood. This is all the blood. Rambo, Rambo in the middle. <laughs> we used to play that on the schoolyard. <laughs> well, we'd sing Rambo, Rambo, Rambo round. <laughs> and the kid and that was in the middle got felt of rock yeah. hard. <laughs> uh, number seven. Astronaut Roy McBride <laughs> undertakes. <laughs> you faved astronaut. You forgot this. <laughs> undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father. Oh, this <gasps> is uh, Astro. God, this yeah. is Brad Pitt in. Astro something. They drove on the moon and they were shooting guns at each other. <laughs> yeah, I remember this movie. movie. <laughs> it was I've an easy s- movie to fall asleep during, and then I woke up and they were shooting at each other on the moon. I just remember thinking, <laughs> what the fuck did I miss? His dad <laughs> is Tommy Lee Jones. Spoiler oh, alert. Of course. Ad um, Astra. Okay. Ad Astra. Yeah, you got it. Ad wow. Astra. Yeah. I was not going to come to that. Um, yeah, at number six. I just want to say Brad Pitt is the oldest man in space in that movie until we see Tommy Lee Jones. Then it's like, oh, I guess there are a lot of old people up here. It's kind of weird. <laughs> That's Brad Pitt is old, but everybody's everybody's like 30 years old and it's Brad Pitt. The like, old people are just floating around like space <laughs> junk. Old people in space. Like John Glintz paved well, there the path are for old them. <laughs> there are old people in space. I mean, technically... <laughs> We're Until all they in come sp- back down, then they're younger. <laughs> Technically, we're all in space. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's heavy, bro. Man, <laughs> shit, man. Um, <laughs> number six. We should be writing this down. <laughs> Twenty-seven years after their first encounter with a bad thing. <laughs> it too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So oh yeah. Twenty-seven two. years. Yeah. Yeah, it oh. chapter two, yeah, which is fucking great. I still love it. Yo, both. They, oh yeah, both of them. They were great. Yeah, they were great. Uh, not enough preteen orgy scenes. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, yeah, light on the racism. The yeah. subtle changes definitely paid off in this one. Yeah, I was fine with that. Looking that. back, yeah. there's a lot of shit in Stephen King's like 70s through 90s work that I'm like, bro, what the fuck. He is the creepiest horror writer for a reason. That and cocaine. Yeah. Like, oh. But like, you know, and he, he's smart and kind enough to change with the times. He but is. Yeah. 70s. We mentioned it before. He he would sometimes write like he was a brother. You know, yeah. like, yes. oh. like what, what we all thought a 70s, like stereotypical pimp. Would, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he knew the vernacular and understood up well, there in Maine. <laughs> and, like, and Stephen King books are full of adult bullies, which yeah. like that's not like yeah. well, and yeah, his his my my favorite Stephen King trope and Jay and I talk about this all the time is the magic black person. Oh yeah. Oh, there's sure, a lot yeah. of that. Oh, a lot. And uh, what's her face in the stand? You know, they both have magical powers. Yeah. The Green Mile is completely oh my about God. that. The Green Mile, yeah, yeah. At least, at least that's the focus Gosh, of the Green hey. Mile instead of these other stories where they just serve the purpose of the story. <sighs> you know, oh, don't King. don't write a magic plot hole fixer that just happens to be the magic black person. <laughs> write a story about a magic black person, dude. <laughs> you finally came around to that. Yeah. 
Um, He's all, yo, let me do vampires first real quick. Right. Well, uh, while we talk about this, because we're going to get into some some stuff talking about King. King wrote Rage. Have you guys ever read that? I haven't read he Rage. He pulled it from publication. It's about a kid who shoots his teacher. Uh, and Stephen King, after I think it was after Columbine, in response, he got a lot of questions from the press about his book because these guys mentioned it in their little manifesto thing. Um, and he pulled it from publication. You can no longer buy a, a modern edition of it. He basically had the publisher rebuy issues that were out too. He like went scorched earth on it. Um, but it's an example of somebody who holds themselves responsible for the impact that their art has on society as we talk yeah, about right. living in a society. It's just interesting that King came up uh, organically in this way. But that's that's what this movie makes me think of quite a bit. Yes, and because this you, is an example of an artist that doesn't hold himself responsible for yeah. the impact they're having on society. Yeah, well, or claiming that that's not the message that they wanted it to be. Well, I mean, right. at a certain point, like, it's like if you're by portraying something, even if you are portraying it in a negative light, the people who would, who would be influenced by it are probably going to miss the subtleties of the negative yes. portrayal. And that's why Rage got pulled, because it's not just that a kid shoots his teacher, it's that the class cheers him on and he becomes the hero at the end of the story. It's mm. really fucking dark if you read it. It's very much like King like examining the same things that he was examining in The Shining with somebody losing it, you know. He did come out before 79. That's the first, you know, famous school shooting. Mm. Uh, I, it, I think it was 83 or 82. It was It was pretty early. There was a school bombing in the 40s, but... which is crazy. Some kids made like a, a fertilizer bomb and blew up their school in the 40s. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyways, right. top, top yeah, 10. Box office top 10 at number five. A legendary performer arrives in London in the winter of 1968 to perform a series of sold out concerts. It's not a concert film. It's not a documentary. It is a, a biopic. A biopic, yes, of a very oh, wow. specific sixty-eight uh, limited time. Yes, it's an older for sixty-eight. This person would have been an older artist, making a comeback of sorts. Not Sinatra. Not no. Sinatra. Elvis. Of Not Elvis. It is a it is a female artist. Oh. Um, this would have been right about the is time. This Nina. That it's not Nina. This would have been right about her the time her daughter was becoming famous. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, the title is just the first name. Loretta? No, she already had a movie. Yeah. Diana? No. No, no, no. This is like a much older artist. This is not a '60s artist. This is like a '30s and '40s artist. Oh, Judy. Judy. Oh, with was it Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. She did a really yeah. good job. I yeah. still haven't seen that. She did. It's decent. It's a very specific point in her life. They don't do the whole sweeping. They Which do flashback. Cool. It's to the Wizard of Oz production and how she was basically tortured on set. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, you know, starved, and uh, you know, she had to try to look sixteen, and she was certainly not. And so, yeah. well, it was all those dead bodies shaking in the in the forest, grabbing. Too. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she basically was like she, she, you know, she lived on on amphetamines and cigarettes and like, broth. Yeah, yeah. Hard yeah. my ignorance. Who was her daughter? Liza, Liza Minnelli. Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, daughter of Italian director Vincent Minnelli. Yeah, and Judy Garland. And Liza Minnelli just at this time was starting. It was just a couple years off, um, away from Cabaret, um, which... I think Jolie Fish... No. There's an actress who chose a different name, but is also there. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not Anyways. sure. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. number five. And number four this week, um, inspired by the viral New York Magazine article, this movie follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees <laughs> who band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. I have never heard of this movie. Oh, Oh, yes. I Okay, I, I do. I remember. I remember the uh, trailer for this now. I never saw it, though. This is the, the women, right, who it, rip off the dudes? Yeah. It stars uh, J-Lo, Constant Wu. We got Lizzo and Cardi B. Julia Stiles. Forgot what this <laughs> Lizzo, Cardi B, and Julia Stiles. <laughs> <laughs> the team up you didn't know you wanted. It's not like players. And still don't really want it's- <laughs> it's it's similar to that players yeah. it's like what these people are <laughs> they are <laughs> strippers um <laughs> the movie uh they are uh the, the the name of the movie is also the name of an adult men's magazine Penthouse? hey boys oh hustler hustlers yes it's called hustlers oh, there we go hustlers Larry. hustle on yeah, hustlers. You're the hustler, baby. Um, yes. It's <laughs> uh, where I learned anatomy. Oh my god, <laughs> their photo shoots. It's <laughs> some of those. It's like it was like a gyno exam. It's like, is that a sunset? Like, what's happening? <laughs> is that the Sarlacc pit? <laughs> With that '70s and '80s air all around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Predator. Is that a Rorschach test? (laughs) (laughs) Looks like Gallagher got... I'm sick of my psychologist showing me all these pictures of vaginas and my dad yelling at me. That's what each one looks like. Um, (laughs) In the same vein, at number three, the continuing story of a wealthy family and the largest state in the English countryside in which they live. Is this a Downton Abbey movie? It is Downton Abbey. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, movie. Okay. I think they got another one coming or some shit. Oh, that thing's gonna. That's a oh, movie. that's right. I don't they understand do. Don't, it. I mean, I understand yeah. it, but I don't. I never watch it. It's crazy it. that yeah. it got so big. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it is odd. Yeah. Um, at <laughs> it's dramatic. odd it's, that we're fascinated with the English sort of imperialism that we yeah yeah we cast aside. Nothing shown on PBS should be so popular. Uh, you know, PBS I, PBS I'm, needs needs the help. I mean, Doctor uh, Who. I'm kidding. Was Sesame Street is the biggest yeah. show of all time. And then, well, let's see the the French Chef and Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mr. Meet and the Mrs. Press Rogers. Is the longest running television program. What uh, is Meet the Press? Oh, Meet the Press. Yeah. Is it longer than General Hospital? Yeah. Wait, is Meet the Press CBS? Maybe I'm wrong. No, CBS Sunday morning and then Miss the Press. Meet the Press. Yeah, uh, I think it is CBS. Sunday morning with Charles I'm thinking Carole. Washington Week is the other one that's run as long as Meet the Press. Well, nobody watches Don't Washington think about week. that. Um, 
Sundays were a weirdly like popular day for me as a kid to see news programs between Sunday morning with Charles Kuralt and 60 Minutes. Like as a kid, I got yeah. way more did news Charles than Osgood I should have been getting. One? What's that? It did Charles Osgood, I think, took over. I think so, or, yeah. See different. I think he did I Sunday mornings in the 90s. I just remember Charles Kuralt ended early 90s, maybe late 80s. Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. I still hear that. that I work at a music store, so I hear people playing the trumpet, and I always ah. think that it's Sunday morning. What was his name? Willard Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the, who the guy yeah, that would the do the like, birthdays? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're here with like, Dolores, and she's 112. Dolores, tell us about your life, and she's just smoking a cigarette. Like, she's well, like well, it's never ending. I eat a lot of Smucker's jam. <laughs> Take, taking forever. Where's my check? <laughs> Um, and number two at the box office this week, uh, three teenagers must help a creature return to his family while avoiding a wealthy man and a zoologist who want him for their own purposes. It's not Peach Planet of the Apes. Dragon. It's not Planet of the Apes. Um, is it Peach Dragon? The live action? No, it's not. It It is a DreamWorks animated film. Hmm. Oh, Spicable um, you. I I I really thought we'd done this one already, but maybe we just did one like it. <coughs> because I this is like I'm pretty sure there's like seven movies that are like this, but aren't this movie. Um, Monster House. It's no, a, that came out. it's a it's about a snow beast. The Yeti. Oh. Um, no, it's uh, Bigfoot, Littlefoot. Yeah, no, no, that's the one we did. We did Bigfoot. I think there was one called Bigfoot. We did. We did Little Feet in the music. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, the Snowman, the Abominable Snowman. Abominable. It, it's called Abominable. Oh. Yes. Oh, just that. Just, just uh, straight Abominable Snowman. The Abdominal. Abominable. Yeah. The Joker story. Um, and number yeah. one this week, a mentally troubled stand-up comedian embarks on a downward spiral. <laughs> King of comedy. <laughs> right. Any comedian story. Yeah. Um, Joker was number one. And that is the box office top 10. Um which leads us to our comic book and character background. Professor Von Weber, tell us. Tell us things about this funny man. Duh. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we... <laughs> the Germans we are very funny people. Anyway. Um, we, we have talked about the Joker before. Um, I believe it was uh, Batman 1989. 66, right? right? We did the Batman 66 movie with Ramiro. We did, but I don't think we really talked about Joker at length at that time. Yeah, I think in Batman 89 was when we went into the background. Yeah. Ramiro was robbed. And that was Um, the first modern portrayal. Nichols. Yeah. 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 So we can say it starts there. um, So having talked about it before, uh, my original idea was to um, go kryptonite on Martha's Pearls rather than talk about Joker. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. We got to start saying that. Going kryptonite (laughs) 
on Martha's Pearls. <laughs> For those of you who are unaware, what, what Superman okay. movie was it that you went crypto? Three. Super, Superman. Su- Superman 3. Um, I did the, the backstory on Kryptonite in all of its colors. <laughs> Red, white, black, blue. If you find Mar- yourself sc- screaming at people in a Walgreens, definitely pull that out. Um, I'm going to go Kryptonite on Martha's Pearls. <laughs> uh, the pink Kryptonite, which made you gay. Oh, That's dude. right. Or yeah. made Kryptonians gay. <laughs> you got to keep one in your pocket everywhere you go. Um, <laughs> Good at dancing. But um, considering the last time we talked about the Joker at length uh, was almost three years ago, um, I just thought a brief refresher would be in order. Um, and not so much about the character because uh, the character is widely known um, by most of the world. But uh, our refresher, uh, the character of Joker, the Joker, was introduced in Batman number one. In April 1940, created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson. The Joker is one of the most iconic characters in popular culture, listed among the greatest comic book villains and fictional characters ever created. While a number of backstories for the Joker have been written over the decades, a definitive and canonical origin has never been established. Creator Jerry Robinson said that he and co-creator Bill Finger never intended to give a reason for Joker's appearance and that doing so would take away some of the essential mystery. Yes. That said that that's part of the character's origin, too, that that's continued. Yeah. Um, That said, Bill Finger himself uh, did write a Joker origin story in 1951. Um, the man behind the red hood mm. um, in which uh, Joker I think unnamed I, I don't know um, but uh, pre-Joker was a laboratory worker um, who becomes the criminal red hood to steal 100 million not 100 million 1 million dollars 1 million dollars <laughs> Uh, to retire only to be thwarted by Batman and fall into a vat of chemical waste, emerging with his bleached skin, green hair, and red lips stretched into a permanent grin. Um, jumping around a bit because, yeah, that's that's what happens. Um, (laughs) uh, let's see. Um, uh, so. As as Joker himself stated in Alan Moore's 1988, The Killing Joke, sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath Ledger dug into that. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, uh, where he gave like three different origin stories in one movie. Yeah, it was I, his wife that made him cut himself. It was his father who did it to him. Well, yeah, and the enigmatic yeah. nature of the Joker's origin is kind of a big part of the character. Like, yeah, which I don't know. It's interesting having an origin story be the idea of yes, the character. It, it is, is a weird thing for the character to be examined pre-Joker. It really and is. It, 
it's dangerous to humanize them. We were talking about that text, but um, you know, well, especially like, the- I, it, it made sense for Darth Vader, for example. Like going back and seeing his origin story didn't didn't ruin Darth Vader, the no. character, or any of his gravitas. But this character, as Al was just saying, you you don't want to know where he started because you don't want to empathize with him whatsoever. You don't, and also this this version of him, this is a weird. This is a weird way to go. Like he's yes. a mentally unstable incel dude. Like that's a weird way to go. Not not like a thug or a tough guy. Not a criminal. He's just mm-hmm. mentally ill. Well, and misunderstood and left behind by society, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are. So the, yeah, but, choosing to make him an empathetic character is a weird, strong choice. Well, that's why Thoreau was saying that's why it's weird to give him sort of legitimate mental illnesses, you know, that people could relate to. Yeah. You know, we don't use the general term crazy anymore, but the Joker was just crazy. He wasn't dropped on his head like Arthur. He wasn't um, he didn't have this tick. He didn't have relatable mental illness, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But this character did. The, the cartoon Harley Quinn does an interesting job of examining him as a human who is actively mm-hmm. making choices and not just like, I just do what's crazy. He's like, no, yeah, I do a lot of crazy shit, but also living a human life, it, which <laughs> yeah, is but more interesting be than this to, it, to me. Right, because know? he's still a monster in Harley Quinn. That's the thing is yeah. Joker is a monster in yes. human skin. He's not a relatable human who has been pushed by society. Like, right. No, uh, yes, exactly. He's a true nihilist anarchist. Society doesn't really matter to him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Al. Okay. Um, so uh, Alan Moore's work, uh, The Killing Joke, um, that was in 1988, um, built upon the, the first Joker origin story, which was published by Bill Finger, in Detective Comics number 168, February of 1951. <clears throat> um, the Killing Joke built upon that the Red Hood story. Um, and he had a wife, uh, a pregnant wife, um, who apparently died for some reason. Um, he became the Red Hood to try and support his family and yada, yada, yada. But he was approached by gangsters. He was approached by gangsters. He he was, in fact, um, a lab worker um, who... Um, I think that was when they first popularized the notion that Joker was a failed stand-up comedian turned to Christ. Yes. Yeah, that was in that. Um, Warren Bolland got special thanks at the end of this. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. As well they should. I agree. You know, um, you know. The, the, go ahead, Thoreau. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, failed stand-up comedian turned to crime. This actually sheds a lot of light on uh, what's been uh, going on with Chris Rock lately. I agree. <laughs> um, so over the course of the decades, uh, the name Jack has been thrown out for pre-Joker persona um i can't i don't remember if that was before or after jack napier from uh batman 
Jack Nicholson. It is another playing card, you know. Yeah, it right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but but also Jack Nicholson insists mostly on playing characters named Jack. So so he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Homer. You have to stomp on his foot under the table for him to respond. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Um, I think he's then, talking to you. <laughs> um, the name Arthur Fleck, as near as I can tell, is not from the comics. This this is a brand new name for our Joker. <laughs> and we didn't even get a vat of chemicals. No, no, they went with pearls instead. Um, chemicals. Yeah. And yeah, I, I promise to be brief, and that's that's it. Okay. Thank you, Al. Um Thank you. That that brings us to the production. Um this is the fifth person to play the Joker that we've seen on this show. Um this is not counting Mark Hamill or uh um uh Alan Tudix who plays him on Harley Quinn. Um no no <laughs> animated dicks. jokers. Um <laughs> But this is the fifth live action on film in the theater Joker. Um, yep. This is the also marks Love the them. fifth time we have seen the pearls fall to the ground. Oh my god. That's been <laughs> Wait, did you say fifth time? Fifth time because only the fifth? Only the fifth time we've seen the pearls fall to the ground. And on Alan, film. It feels like way more. Yeah. I think this is the most aggressive uh pearl. <laughs> Pearl falling. <laughs> Pearl breaking. Yeah. Um, who, who, who is up to date on uh, Harley Quinn, the animated show? Oh, I am. I am. I, I, I am as well. Um, was it the last episode that he put pearls on a cat? Yes. yes. <laughs> he named his cats Thomas and Martha. I put pearls on. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. The, the, the rich people orgy was amazing. <laughs> Dude, no, singing therapy. <laughs> Nothing has made me more uncomfortable in an animated series right. than Batman singing in therapy. Oh, my God. Oh, I forget the guy's name, the singing meister or whatever. The song meister. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, the songster. Yeah. Oh. The, if you're the not therapist. watching Harley Quinn, watch it. It's incredible. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. I'm just not, I haven't finished it. But yeah, it's great. I love Ron Funches. I love him anyways. But this King Shark, he's just... Oh, my God, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Honestly, Haley Cuoco and Lake Bell just... Oh, oh they kill it. Constantly. Kill it. Haley, I kind of love. She is great. My celebrity crush love. I never got into anything that she was into until this. Uh, oh, I hate the Big Bang is... Theory. I've never seen a full episode. Yeah. But there's just something adorable about her. Flight her. attendant. That, that show is, the flight attendant. That's really good. good. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, that. It's yeah. got Sheree, Sheree from The Expanse in that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got Rosie yeah. Perez. Lake Bell was in uh, Wicked. She was the mm. Wicked Witch for years. So that's how I yeah, know. Yeah. She's a voice. She made a movie about voice acting. Mm -hmm. um, about her dad was like supposed to be the Don, like in a world. Mm -hmm. And he was retiring or Don, or when Don, what's his name, died. Everyone was buying for that voice acting. She's like, "Why can't it be a woman?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What in a world where a woman describes a movie?" Is that what the movie was called? In a world? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um, she was also on Children's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, all right. Uh, Joker. Um. 
was uh, directed by Todd Phillips, written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Uh, Todd Phillips, prior to this... Um, All three Hangover movies. The, the, that's what he's best known for, the three Hangover movies. He also uh, did Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch. Old School is yeah. when I first noticed him, and that was huge Yeah, uh, for people our age. At the, you know, Blue, you're my boy. You yeah. know, I heard that at so many parties. <laughs> Seriously, Frank the Tank. Um, yep. Yeah, exactly. for, but for two years leading up to this movie, all he did in public was complain about not being able to make a fourth Hangover movie. Ugh. No one would ever let me make a fourth Hangover movie, they sh- ever. They shouldn't, because the second one and the third one were both terrible. Yeah, that's not... People aren't against uh, gross humor. No, <laughs> yeah, against no, bad movies. That. Yeah. yeah like, what like, else can you do? Yeah, yeah like... like do, Fox isn't going to front you another $100 million to make a fourth one. Sorry, man. Yeah, because it, it was a bad... They were bad movies. Um, the first, the first hangover, one's Hangover, The Revenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, first blood part two. <laughs> uh, Electric Boogaloo. Um, uh, yeah, um, his writing It'll get made. Yeah, maybe. Um, the writing partner Scott Silver. Um, we've spoken about him before. He was a writer. He did some uncredited rewrites on X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> so he improved it. I I would assume so. Uh, he yeah. also wrote the, the 1999 Mod Squad movie. Um, wrote and directed that one, by the way. Um, he he was the writer of the Eminem movie Eight Mile. Um, and uh, yeah, those are his biggest ones. He did he did Siberia, which is a movie I'm not really familiar with from 2018. Um, yeah. He, he, he works. Was that a James Mishner adaptation? <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> I'd read it. Remember those Mishner novels? Jesus. Yeah. Alaska. Were, what what were, did they call yeah. those? They were uh, historical. Historical fiction. Yeah. 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 There was a specific term, though, that got coined for Mishner because there was like a genre for a while of like Mishner style. Yeah. Like the ones that are like history. sweeping epic. Like. Yeah. Right, that were named for a region. Yeah, yeah, that Hawaii, was a you know. joke. Oh, like that ge- was ge- a hilarious geographical size book about a frozen tundra. <laughs> <laughs> like for many years, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, day three sixty six. Still fucking cold. Um, uh, Joker was produced by Bradley Cooper of uh, the Hangover of the, of the Hangover. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't notice that until this watch through, and I thought, "Oh, there's a there's a hangover connection." Um, there's it, an MCU. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was also produced by Emma uh, Tillinger Koskoff, who is best known for producing Martin Scorsese films. She's produced every Scorsese film since oh. The Departed. Wow, far out. Yeah. Well, that's why Nick. Or that's why De Niro. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, so, yeah, speaking of De Niro, we got, um, I'll start with him. We've got De Niro as Murray Franklin. This is our first De Niro on this this show, isn't it? I don't Probably, think. Probably, right? I don't think he was in. He didn't dip his toe in this genre yeah, all that much. No, like at all, really. Um, so but he's playing. He's playing the Jerry Lewis character from King of Comedy. Yeah, exactly. 
Because he was the Arthur in that movie. He was yeah. the younger comic who was just fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be clear. This is very much a Scorsese homage. Like anyone who hasn't seen Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, or King of Comedy, that's this yeah. movie. That's just what this movie is doing. Um, sure. Which were written by Paul Schrader. I can't remember who wrote the King Comedy, but you know Scorsese. Yeah, it's very interesting. But that's exactly what this movie's trying to be. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's even setting itself in the same time in which those were made. Nineteen. This is set in nineteen eighty one. I weren't they vying to get Scorsese to direct this? I don't know. I didn't. That's Pro- familiar. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would have made um, sense. So. And just like other obligations, he had to, he couldn't, um, or something like that. Um, but maybe yeah. he Spielberg did because, yeah, the tones are so, so much so. Yeah. This movie could have come out in 78. Um, I, I didn't watch uh, King of Comedy or Taxi Driver leading up to this, but I did happen to just put on The Freshman. This movie mm. reminds me of The Freshman so much. Far out. Huh. I haven't seen in that a weird, in a, in a weird, subtle way, because it's all the Godfather in jokes, you yeah, know, the, Brando's yeah. in it. This kind of reminds me of like if if the Joker had existed in those universes hmm. kind of thing. Like, oh, and this is why all of society is fucked. Well, there's a lot of things like like there's the, they talk about the garbage strike in Gotham, which there was the garbage strike in New York in the late 70s, which was a big thing, which like Taxi Driver was filmed during that period, which is why yeah. the streets are covered in garbage as when De Niro's walking around and driving around. Um, right. So like there's yeah. a. The filth of the city on every level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is 100% New York of the 70s, like the dirty, decayed, um, falling Times Square, 42nd Street, you know, hookers and junkies just like doing their shit on the steps, (laughs) on the sidewalk. And having De Niro in this gives it like that that legitimacy of the early 80s, late 70s Scorsese films in a lot of ways. But it's interesting because this character he plays is disgusted. By this, you know, mm-hmm. violence and anarchism kind of thing. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, Martin Scorsese was initially attached to this project as a producer, not director. Okay. Okay, I was going to say because it's it it seems that the idea came from Todd uh, Todd Phillips. Um, that it was yeah. so like you said, the producer was a longtime Scorsese producer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in some meetings. That's what I meant by Spielberg. Mm. You know, like, yeah, do this, do this. Um, so, uh, yes, what <laughs> I just have to say if De Niro was a late night host, this character, this time. <laughs> I don't know if I could watch him. He looks way too De Niro-esque for me to find funny. <laughs> like, I'm just a little uncomfortable with every joke he made. Every joke I'm expecting him to start yelling at me. Yeah. He he was not a Carson equivalent by no. far. Although the dude doing Ed McMahon at the end of the couch is yeah. fucking nailing it. He's doing <laughs> I don't know if they ADR'd the laugh, but he's all... <laughs> <laughs> um, a little Dr. Ruth character. So, yeah. uh, So, all right. So, uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays uh, Arthur Peck, a.k.a. The Joker. Fleck. Fleck. Arthur Fleck. I'm sorry. Arthur Fleck. Um, (laughs) Fishborn. Yeah. Not not to be confused with Templeton Peck. (laughs) That's true. Or Gregory Peck. Yeah. Um, 
So, Dreamboat. Uh, yeah, so um, he, Joaquin Phoenix, was brought on board pretty early on. Todd Phillips wanted him to play the Joker. Surprise, surprise, uh, that um, the previous Joker, who played the Joker just a couple years earlier, was very unhappy with this. Um, uh, what's Jared, Le- Jared, Leto. Jared Leto was apparently extremely angry <laughs> that they didn't ask him to be the Joker in this movie. Do you think he 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 like sent them dead animals and uh, used condoms, jars of his joke? urine or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you could definitely see this character um, growing up to have face tattoos and a gold grill and like, Jared, what are you fucking thinking? Like, your Joker doesn't have an origin story. Yeah, well, and it couldn't be made in in that era. In that this, era. This yeah. movie couldn't have been made in the modern era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it could not have. Um, I just want to... Okay, so... This quote is, mm, I okay. I this makes me feel bad about it. So Todd Phillips said that he found it difficult to make comedy films in the quote woke culture. Ooh. Throughout opposition of thirty million people on Twitter. Um. So he said, "How do I do something irreverent, but fuck comedy? Oh, I know. Let's take the comic." book movie universe and turn it on its head with this he did not turn it on its head he did not and also him complaining about woke culture given the uh you know this film's themes is a little gross um this will not age better because of that no uh let's see so we've got zazzy and the whole the term is insulting woke culture it you know is. there's no such thing as that you know? <laughs> no no i mean twitter's awful but nonetheless like the the impetus behind like hey let's not be racist and sexist and treat people with human dignity is not something that you need to fucking complain about right if you can't make a movie regardless of the popular zeitgeist you shouldn't be making movies well, and something that I think is interesting with this movie in particular, because he's trying to, you know, avoid the criticism from, quote unquote, the woke culture from society holding him accountable for his art. Um, <laughs> Arthur, at the end, calls himself a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call himself a crazy person. No, he so doesn't like that. He reacts to that word. Yeah, he's still doing because I mean, not to say that that's what a person would call themselves, but probably would have been the word that he would have used on TV instead of a mentally ill person is very like self-aware and, you know, to empathetic. Me, and well, and it seemed like he was avoiding like as as a writer and director and producer, like I'm trying to avoid criticism for misrepresenting mental illness. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's not a great representation of mental oh, illness. And it's not. You know, but but at the same time, they're I don't want to say tiptoeing because they're not tiptoeing, but they're trying to get around criticism using language the way that they do. I thought that they, I was like, no. wow, it's, for all that comment about like the woke culture, here you are using terms that people deem OK. I know? mean, that is true. I mean, I would have to agree with that. Um, also, though, like, as we've said, if 
if this is a subtle commentary on you know the 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 current state of uh of a certain sort of uh 4chan type dude and that whole culture that very right wing culture yeah. um those guys aren't going to get it they're not going to get the subtle commentary they're just going to think the joker's someone that's that uh, that's crazy that well represents them and we've seen it happen before oh, with Heath right. Ledger's depiction where he uh the the guy who shot up the movie theater in Aurora yeah, um, yeah. Colorado painted his hair bright colors and I think he wore face makeup but was very like yeah he did decked out like the Joker he mm-hmm. was clearly inspired by you know and not to say that like Nolan was irresponsible the, in any way right the, it's very different the, obviously but it's just interesting to do that with the same character and be less responsible. There, there's right. too many racist basement dwellers with why so serious tattoos for this movie to to treat the subject matter so flippantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the like, like we were saying, like it's the same thing. Travis Bickle, um, uh, Tyler Durden, Patrick Bateman, Walter White, like these people. Uh, the Punisher, they don't understand that these people, there's a there's a whole subculture that lionizes these villains and at best anti-heroes as. Yeah, pe- as yeah. Well, the, the Punisher is an anti-hero, you know, the Joker's not at all, mm-hmm. which is it's not supposed to be. That's because sure. Walter White has cancer ultimately, and he's trying to make money for his <laughs> until family. he doesn't. Yeah, I can, yes. I can. Yeah, that's right. Until he doesn't, I can see his motivations. But this character, it's like, what are his motivations? Right, but Society. but also Walter White early and clearly went so far over the line, and then in the final Breaking Bad spoilers, everybody in the final episodes <laughs> admits as much that he did it because he enjoyed the power and yeah. the. He was always a spiteful, mean person. He all he had to do was take the money from his rich friends, and none of that needed to fucking happen. Right, but his pride, yeah. 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 He was 100% um, yeah. the villain of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, but it's different because right. he has a motivation, you know? He he does, he does. And Arthur Fleck has a motivation too, but it's like... But I don't I don't know what it is. But we're not supposed to see the Joker's motivation. That's the whole yeah. point. It like, doesn't matter what it was. But, but does this character have a motivation in the film? Because I, I couldn't tell you what it his was. His motivation is that people laugh. rich people are mean to him. And his everybody's mean to him, and they don't understand him, and um, he they're, likes they're the attention. They're laughing at him in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's society doesn't understand me is his motivation, just like it doesn't understand the dude in the basement on 4chan making racist jokes. See, I don't right. even I don't even interpret it as his motivation. I just see it as the circumstances because he's not aware of it. You know, he's not functioning under that being his reality well, he, until, literally, he until literally writes it end. he literally well, no, he, t- he literally writes it down he says the worst part about being mentally ill is that people expect you to act as if you're not that's that's true i guess he is in that sense the misunderstood thing is is deliberately spoken there are so many lines that are deliberately spoken this movie sure. is really <laughs> trying to make us think a thing it is um, yeah he tells his social worker that she doesn't listen yeah, you know that's an honest. He's he's being vulnerable there, and then also the way that the system. I've been in that situation before. Like, oh yeah, that doctor's gone. Well, how am yeah. I going to get my medication? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like that. 
that's a true fuck over. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if it's someone like Arthur who's aware of his conditions. Um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. It's too relatable. It's too empathetic. We'll we'll get to the moment, but when his caseworker says to him, "They don't care about people like you, yeah, or people or me. like me, yeah." Like, what and, exactly? It's well, and it also disturbs me that they're wrapping this this evil person or this this character um, in a veneer of like. Um, the ninety nine percent movement, like it's like rich people, like I mean, you can't like yes, <laughs> like inequity exists, and like the rich people are evil, but that doesn't change the fact that that the the loner with a gun is like is is terrible and the wrong sort of people, right? Like the majority of people deal with their their frustrations and their mental illness and their anger. And at the very least, in non-destructive ways. So when you have someone that does things like the Joker, it's just so frustrating that they want us to care. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, all right. Zazzy Beats is Sophie. Uh, we saw her most recently in Deadpool 2. Um, no. Yeah. Domino, yeah. Um, Francis Conroy has, I swear she's shown up in one of these movies before. It's <laughs> a few of them. Um Sexy old crone. Sexy, yeah. sexy old crone. Francis Conroy. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's a great actress, I think. But yeah. yeah. Incredible. Just, if you need that. She always plays very unpleasant mothers. Mothers a that I dislike time, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Was she the mom in Six Feet Under? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ruth. Ruth. And God, I fucking hate Ruth. Um, uh. <laughs> But great show, and she did a great job making me hate her. <laughs> she always does. Um, Brett Collin plays Thomas Wayne. That was originally supposed to be Alec Baldwin, but he had to drop out. Um, been cool, yeah, yeah. He's a prick, like yeah, yeah. You buy well, that. He looks, he looks the part still. Yeah, I did like that one aspect that you know that obviously Thomas Wayne um, became a hero posthumously. You know, like he was a dick. He it didn't seem like he was really helping out the poor. Whereas once he's died, the Wayne Foundation, you know, orphanages, churches, yeah, all that kind of. Exactly. But we're kind of seeing that he was just another rich prick who was disgusted. You know, like that that thing we were talking about at the New York in the seventies, the Bickle, the people that were so angry at the filth. Yeah. So angry at the people, the lower class, the garbage. Yeah, which, I like that is, about Thomas Wayne because it's that's such real. an it's such an honest interpretation instead of Nolan's and uh, what's it? Uh, Keaton's Batman had yeah. the same thing where he's like, Thomas Wayne was a philanthropist. He saved this city. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that house and relate to the poor. No, yeah. you don't. And That's, also I think it's very interesting that he is a billionaire who runs for public office and he literally says the words, only I can save you. The this movie is very on the nose with the the Trump comparisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of ham fisted when it happens too. Which whatever you know, it was the time that this movie was made. But like, it could have been a little more subtle. Um, so- oh, and the the well known person who has no political background. That Gotham loves that. Everybody's run for mayor. Gotham- <laughs> so okay, so Brett Collin, this is really interesting. Um, his background. Um, he was 
probably best known for Falcon Crest. Um, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> previously he. he what is Falcon Crest? I'm. I'm oh, Falcon Crest! It has an amazing theme song. It still gets stuck like in my head sometimes from the eighties. Uh, it's it was so like soaring. Uh, concurrent with Dallas, like a and, Falcon uh, Dynasty. But they oh, had okay. a they had a winery in a vineyard. That's what the Falcon Crest. Yeah, was. but and but the theme song was so soaring, and it was a picture <laughs> of a falcon. It was like bum bum ba bum. Yeah, yeah. I have Dallas. I can conjure that up. Oh it. yeah, um, I'll I'll have to look it up on YouTube. See if there's some clips. Yeah, um, but it but was, they aired in prime time and shit. So if you were our age, you know, you could turn off the TV or you could watch Falcon <laughs> Exactly. Those were your options. Um, he was also in Lost, The West Wing, um, something called Devious Maids. But Al, Al, uh, we've. We've seen him twice before. And in um The Incredible Ghost Hulk. Rider. Yes. Uh Ghost he Rider. was he was uh Barton Blaze. He was uh Johnny Blaze's father oh. in Ghost Rider. Um he was also a congressman in The Dark Knight. And he or was, was dark, or the Dark Knight. Or a senator. Oh. Yeah. Or and he yeah. was on the Incredible Hulk TV show. Um Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but so, okay, this is, this is interesting though. So his dad was Lucian Collin, one of the richest oil, uh, barons in the history of Texas. Wow. Um, he, uh, he, this guy didn't get better roles, right? Um, he was an acting mentor, um, or no, his, his acting mentor was Cecil Pickett. Who also mentored Dennis Quaid, De- the Dennis and Randy Quaid, and Brent Spiner? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stable of clients. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if those guys are friends in real life. Oh yeah, the Quaid and Brent other. Spiner. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Carrie Louise Petrello is Martha. She doesn't even have a line in this, does she? Um, no. No. Yeah. She's way older. There's like a Barbara Bush thing going <laughs> yeah, on. Like, it's kind of weird. You'd expect him to have a more trophyous esque wife. Right. Uh Douglas Hodge plays Alfred, Alfred Pennyworth. Um, which HBO Max is telling me soon I'm gonna be seeing Pennyworth all over the place fighting Nazis and stuff. <laughs> Double O Pennyworth. Yeah. <laughs> um the whole Wayne family. Show- Hasn't oh. that show been on for a couple of years? I don't I know. I just saw the advertisements for it. I've just been seeing the advertisements recently. Has it been on for a while? I think so. Yeah. Uh, this might be this I, might be the third season. I, uh, I think it might have moved that. to HBO recently. Like they added it to the catalog. And right. there's a new season coming out on HBO. I think um, that's what's uh, What was <laughs> bubbling uh, adventures? What was uh, Krypton on before? C, that was at CW? No, it was another CW, Warner Brothers but, channel. Um, uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was or <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember. Uh, it was on another channel, uh, not HBO. But um, isn't it funny that the Wayne family is very anti-gun? I mean, obviously, because Martha and uh, Thomas got <laughs> shot, and the pearls scattered, and everybody was you know afraid of guns forever yeah. but alfred is like always like double fisting like two guns at a time he's got like four <laughs> or five guns in his pocket mm. he's just like fucking rambo at any point yeah he's just bodyguard but yeah. he can also kill you with his pinky finger yeah man make kill you with a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> and kindness well 
and poison. <laughs> well, but let's He'll not forget, let's poison. not forget that his that his computer password is Britain. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Dark Knight, right? No, that was that was Batman and Robin. <laughs> Britain. Not Britain. Her Majesty or the Queen, but Britain. Just Britain. Um so not Britain 420. <laughs> exclamation 69. point. 69. Yeah, you know, you know he was growing weed on the Wayne fa- uh family farm. Some Wayne weed. <laughs> the Wayne weed. Um he served with Bond like, in Jamaica. It's like the Cheerios that the Clark or the Kent's grow. Oh, and let's let let us not forget. So this is our let me see one. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna take me so I I didn't count this out beforehand. So one, two, three, four, five, six. This is our seventh Bruce Wayne. <laughs> this kid. Uh, the kid in this movie is the seventh Bruce Wayne we've gotten. Huh. Um Yeah. Dante Pereira Olsen plays Bruce Wayne. Um, plays silent kid. <laughs> yeah, he is going to be in the sequel. There is a sequel plan called Joker for Le Adieu. He's going to be. What does that even mean? That's interesting. Adieu. For Le Adieu. Goodbye. Well, well the, I the think la- the the last laugh. Yeah, I think it's uh, the last. Laugh. But I think that. But him being in the sequel, how is he going to? How are they going to put a kid in this movie without parents? Right. Well, and this was filmed in 2018. They're gonna they're filming Joker this later this year, um, and into 2023. So he's five years older now. This kid, right? Oh, I'm, dig this real quick. Follow due is defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals. Oh, because we've usually got members of a close family. But yeah, we're gonna get Harley. Lady Gaga is Harley. Yeah. I thought do was as in adieu. Yeah. So what? That's different a, spelling. So uh, five. Yeah, five years later, um, kids five years older. He was was like eleven or twelve in this movie. Um, so he's gonna be like sixteen, seventeen year old Batman or Bruce Wayne. I hope they make him Batman. God, that's gonna piss so many people off, and it's gonna make me so happy. It would be hilarious if he so, was Batman, a young Batman driving a souped up car. Um, Todd Phillips said that it is going to be a musical, like an actual musical. I'm not against it. Honestly, this movie I, ends I with musicals, the Joker man. is singing at the end of this movie, which to me, I thought, oh, okay. If they're making the next one a musical, that's an interesting place to start. He's singing Sinatra tunes. I, I hope it's an entirely different vibe and an entirely different genre of film they make. Like, I hope it's not like, like scuzzy Scorsese town again. <laughs> I hope it's Scorsese made singing in the rain. Ooh, I hope it's more thought. like I hope it's more like Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of eighties an eighties vibe. Or Gene Wolf playing guitar the whole time. Scorsese made a, a musical and Liza Minnelli was in it. Oh New yeah. York, New York. Yeah. Oh that's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's probably what it's gonna be. Holy shit. I bet they're gonna ape a Scorsese movie again. They I, have to. I bet they're gonna really hit that like seventies um Fosse vibe with uh like cabaret and um yeah. all that jazz. I yes. ooh, I hope they really don't. emotionally deep yeah. material. I hope they don't play on Star eighty though, because Jesus Christ. Um 
Um, so, all right, that's our background, guys. Um, I got a couple reviews off Letterboxd here. Um, oh, I guess <laughs> I should. Nolan Burger. Miss reviews. <laughs> right. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this movie has. Um, where is it at? Uh, here we go. Is sixty eight percent. It's a little uh-huh. bit. Uh, it's a little controversial. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I thought it'd be higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a hero. I say into the mic. Everyone cheers because it's true. Five stars. That was okay. Yeah. Um, it made me want to be the Joker, and I don't think that was the intended reaction from the film. Five stars, says a dude with the uh, with ghost face from Scream as his avatar. Yeah. Um, didn't you know? I- I've always wanted to be the Joker, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I just like to paint my face. <laughs> <laughs> Purple yeah, looks like, good on me. Um, like joy, joy buzzers and such. Um, half a star. Didn't actually watch it. I just say, hate seeing nerds happy. <laughs> and the final one half a star I could fix him (laughs) whoa tell me the username is Harley Quinn something yeah that's that's self delusional (laughs) no the 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 name is uh, person number 212 so fuck him into submission yeah it was a computer that said that or a robot yeah. I can change him. <laughs> I can fix him. <laughs> no, no, Daddy, we have the I love it. Wait, we what, have the was that the Crushinator from? <laughs> no, Papa, I love him. <laughs> uh, so, all right, guys, are you ready to jump into this thing? Yes, everything Mary. must go. Here we go. This is keep going. Joker. We open with Arthur putting on clown makeup in front of a mirror while the radio tells us about a garbage strike in Gotham. Then we cut to him in full clown regalia, dancing with a sign for <laughs> uh, uh, an electronic store that's going or a music store that's going out of business. Um, I like regalia yeah. as if he's like a Commodore in the <laughs> clown Navy. <laughs> They show us right away. He's like forcing himself to smile while crying. Yeah. Through his makeup. Yeah. No, it's, it's he's, he's, he's not in a good way. This isn't a subtle <laughs> film. Like he's, he's not living his best life. It's fair to say. Yeah. It, it opens on the thing they continue to show us. Yes. He's sad clown. And then for another two hours, a sad clown. Pagliacci, a Joker story, you know. Yep, uh, Emma Kelly, yeah, the sad clown. Mm-hmm. Um, Boo. So he's yeah. pretty adept uh, when he's doing his job. He's, he's not a bad clown. He's a good clown. He's a good. He's clown, yeah. he's pretty adept at faking a smile. Yeah, and he, faking faking happiness. He, he does some he's, pretty good clown dancing. <laughs> He's yeah. made to be a clown. You're the clowniest is, clowns that ever clown. It's kind of sad, you know, like, damn, you're a really good clown. Man, that's, I, I kind of feel bad for you inherently. Yeah. You know? It shows <laughs> the clown he, he makes life. next to nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine the clown business in the early 80s isn't booming. 
<laughs> Why are you hung up on some clown from the fifties, man? I love that there's a a clown like employment agency. There's a there's a clown depot that he goes to and changes. <laughs> clown depot. Um, it's like taxi. It's like a taxi driver depot, I, or like like a like. I called it Clown Central. Uh, Randall called it Chuckle Town. Ooh, Chuckle Town. Yeah, clowning is recession. Do you, do you think that's where all the masks came from? The Clown Depot. Everybody's like, oh, the Clown Depot is still the open. Go get a mask. Yeah. Do you know where clown we can get a clown Depot. mask? Well, clowns, clowns, clowns. The Clown Depot. Clowns are us. Oh, the Clown District. Yeah. I'm gonna go rent a car from the Clown Car. It's so tiny. Um. So hey, there's a there's a deep <laughs> discount on uh, clown masks. If Clown Town is adjacent to Chinatown. Yep, I, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Giant Foot Locker. <laughs> so, um, some ruffians r- steal his sign, so he chases. Yeah, them some in. local toughs. Yeah, I love that they're they're young kids too. They're not adult thugs. They're you know 14 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, but that was big at that time. We were talking about Bernie Getz. Those were those were kids that he yeah. shot, and that was old Warriors. That's where that movie. Yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. there were a lot of aimless. Young men. <laughs> yeah. at the time. I broke a lot of soda bottles trying to reenact that scene. <laughs> well, oh. and it's it's a commentary on fatherless children. That's yeah. Anytime yeah. you see right. teenagers who are running amok, that's the social commentary. Well, that's- and that's where all of that bullshit propaganda came from that, you know, black men don't raise their children and, you know, people yeah. of color mm. don't have families. Yeah. Well, yeah, at the social inequity. Well, all late twentieth century social inequity is inherently racist. So it is. Yeah, yeah, you can't get around it. Um. Yeah. So they. Yeah, they beat him up, break the sign, and leave him laying on the concrete. I, I love the hitting him in the face with his own sign, surprising him. It was a uh, mm-hmm. this well filmed. Well blocked. It All is. of this makes sense. It's a well-made film. Say? It's absolutely a well-made film. It was like twenty percent. It was just like the discount. No, no it wasn't. Was it, it was. A, it was a sentence, and it kind of related to the the theme. Oh, I don't know. I didn't write it. I didn't anyway, make a note of it. I didn't sure. write it down either. Um, but yeah, I liked that. He was hit by his. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then the sign later on comes back to like. Yeah, they want him to return the sign. They don't believe. Oh, and I love up. Arthur's reaction. What a what a real life reaction. Like. Why would I take it home? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I take the sign? Yeah. It's like, like that's a legit question. And the other guy sounds a little crazy. To this, this is the one time where the subtlety of society being unfair really worked in the movie. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the clown temp agency. <laughs> well, I mean, see, that's, that's what's so messed up about this film is that all of the unfairness of society, the unfairness of rich people and uncaring um, bosses, like all of the the exploitation of the underclass, like all of this are legitimate things that he has to deal with, which makes it so much worse that it's the Joker. I know we were talking about it. Um, I don't think if, being the Joker or being in Gotham lends anything to the movie. It could like it could have been about a character that Walking Phoenix was playing, because all of that shit was interesting and relatable. Right, but if he's but not, they, they make him the Joker, and you don't want it. You if, don't want to relate. If he's not the Joker, it is just Taxi Driver. 
And yeah. yeah, you'd have to do more to it, but yeah, it didn't help that he was the Joker. It hurt it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we get our title card. We cut to Arthur laughing uncontrollably. He's in his weekly meeting with his social worker. We discover he spent uh, some time in an institution. He wants to be a comedian, and he takes a lot of medication. And he keeps a diary, which is also a joke book. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now. His jokes aren't very funny. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, there's an Andy Kaufman element to this that made me there laugh is. a couple of times. When he's, when he's on the show, when he's doing a stand-up, where I was like, I would be laughing. Yeah, and there's no other way to I'm put it. At him, you know, there's no other way to put it than Andy Kaufman. That's yeah. That's, you're absolutely right. The the, the laugh, mm-hmm. the yeah. laugh itself, like just doing it a little too long. <laughs> yeah, it's there's there's a fine line between Steve Martin and Andy Kaufman, and once you yes. cross over to Andy Kaufman territory, you've got to be good. Right, yeah. you're in deep. Yeah, because yeah, you've got to continue doing that. Right, you yeah, can't. Andy Kaufman back made out. people laugh just looking at him mm-hmm. without saying a word. I mean, his first, the first bit he ever did on SNL was just him lip syncing to Mighty Mouse. <sighs> so fucking only lip syncing the one line. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole thing. Here exactly. I am to save the day. Here I am. Yep. So good. And he was the musical guest that night. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's that. That's another thing that this definitely is leaning into as as a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That the absurdist that was yeah, that late seventies, early eighties experimental absurdist comedy that Kaufman was the vanguard of. Yeah. But he also showed us that like eighties stand up like Gary Goldman talking oh, yeah. about role playing, and then we hear another comp so so they're doing that very eighties comic thing. Mm-hmm. And they he showed us that purposely to yeah, show the contrast of the Kaufman esque shit instead of the boom boom, even though they to do that yeah um so after his meeting he goes home and tries to make a kid on the bus laugh the kid's mom doesn't like it and we learn that arthur has a medical condition that causes uncontrollable laughter they still had me at this point dude this was adorable this was so funny he's clearly good with kids he's a good clown yeah he is a good clown and Uh, he's apologetic to the mom he's deferential to her parenting like he's clearly a decent dude this movie is so conflicted in that sense Right. He's a, but yeah, he's a decent, he's acting a decent dude, but a decent dude doesn't become the Joker. Well, yeah, this this character being capable of both of those things is really weird. Yeah. There wasn't a big enough tipping point. Yeah. Lots of people find out they were adopted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like what's the thing? Like Batman, like he, Bruce can't get over his parents. Like, Call L's whole planet blew up, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he picks up his medication and goes home. He lives in a shitty apartment with his mom. His mom's bedridden. Arthur takes care of her. She's been writing letters to Thomas Wayne as she used to work for him. She's convinced he's going to help her and Arthur out with money. Then She thinks he's Arthur's father. She does. We don't. We don't find that out yet, though. Not for a little while. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she she intimates that there was some sort of an affair, but it's like well, one of those delusional people who say on Dr. Phil, like, I'm dating Putin. He signals to me through his ties. And- well, I think they leave it. I think I think that I think it's left ambiguous as to whether Thomas Wayne gaslit her and paid her off 
and like was going with that story no matter what, or if she was legitimately crazy. Yeah. They didn't really say you're I right. mean, she was crazy. All right. But she, she, she had legitimate mental illnesses, but it's ambiguous as to whether the affair with Thomas Wayne really happened or not. I think I, he seems like the kind of guy that there wasn't an affair, but he, you know, probably pushed her in the pantry a couple of times. Mm. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. 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 Yikes. But, yeah. but no, yeah. The aristocrats. Well, yeah, it's, it's weird that they chose not to clarify this. This was their leaning into the Joker origin thing i think like oh it's got to be a mystery we can't know for sure yeah like what a weak mystery yeah yeah (laughs) like Like, is he is he batman's brother or not is weird yeah it is and unnecessary for the overall character it's a weird choice it is absolutely it wasn't connected enough to batman so we have to make him possibly batman's older brother (laughs) half brother you know bastard Uh, child of an affair like Oh, yeah. Their worlds were supposed to be miles apart. Absolutely. They they connected them too closely. Um, So, I mean, it's in Harley Quinn. They they handle it really well when he discovers Batman's identity. He is like, if I wanted to know who Batman was, I would have taken his mask off myself. Now I have to know he's just some lame billionaire. Right. (laughs) Where's my electric car, Bruce? It's my favorite yeah, Joker line. Ledger did that well too. That kind of like I don't want to kill you. Yeah. Like I, I need you. you. Yeah. yeah, I need you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um he says you complete me. That's right. Yeah, he like, does the Jerry Maguire line. The Holmes and Moriarty, the you know, the classic and, uh, the fugitive and Tommy <laughs> <laughs> making them into brothers, I Pat think Garrett cheapens really that Absolutely. because it simplifies it. Absolutely. Like, I don't need the the Greek tragedy of them being brothers. No, essentially it means they came from the same world. It's just one was denied the recognition. I don't need. And they're not supposed to come from the same ball sack. What the fuck does that, you know, there's, they're supposed to be miles apart. Like we don't know the Joker's origin. They're both crazy though. That's Uh, the joke. They're two sides of the same coin. It's so dumb. Uh, yeah, two two faces they are. They are. of the same coin. They don't need to be brothers. <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Yeah, there's another guy. I think. Yeah. Which I love that he was Gordon's uh, campaign manager. <laughs> so what is my fucking name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, the, the late night talk show comes on hosted by Murray Franklin. Arthur loves Murray. He has a fantasy in which he's in the audience and gets pulled out by Murray, who... And if you grew up watching Carson, Carson had those rainbow curtains Yeah, that would open up a little bit, came out of the center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. 100% Carson. What's funny, too, because I remember um, a big thing after Batman 89 came out. For months afterwards, Carson made Joker references. I remember Carson vividly saying over and over again, wait till they get a load of me. Yeah. Hmm. Nicholson Jones. Yeah. Yep. Um so uh like, like he didn't have to act or some kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like they just put a purple suit on him. Yeah, I mean it's kind of true, but it's true. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh does did Carson's um affinity for Jack Nicholson stem from the shining? <laughs> I I I I think Nicholson, you know, was a favorite Carson guest going back to the early 70s. He is entertaining to watch get interviewed. Mm-hmm. 
He is. Well, you could tell um, when there was a celebrity Johnny liked. You couldn't really tell when there was one he didn't like because he was so good at his job. But if he liked somebody, he liked him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, um, dude had chemistry with everybody. The world, yeah. G- yeah. Yeah, no, Johnny Carson was a special, unique kind of dude for that job. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's one of the few things that I remember from TV from like my youngest years. People trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, we've never had an a. America's never had a dad like that again, like once he left. Or a host of any kind of show. Yeah. I mean, I love Conan, but that's it's different. That's another universe. I, yeah. I think Colbert's the closest thing, but it's very different at the same very time. Very different, yeah. Um so anyways, um and yeah, in his fantasy, Murray treats him like a son, puts him on the air. Uh we cut to the next day. Arthur's getting ready for his job at down at the clown depot. Um, a fellow clown gives him a gun. <laughs> a clown gives him a gun. These clowns are trading not, handguns. It's not a gun that goes bang like he always has. <laughs> it's either. a flower. A flower comes out. Yeah, it's one that does go bang, like but the bad bang. <laughs> bad, bad bang, not good bang. <laughs> Which we but see the, later. Oh. But uh, Randall, the big fat, like sabotaging clown. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're all in the same clown boat. Why are you trying to fucking hit he's, my knees with a crowbar? The, the Chechenian from Barry. He's one of my favorite yeah. characters yeah. at Barry. Also, yeah. if I hired a clown and that dude showed up, I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah, you yeah. can't come in. I'm, 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 calling, I'm calling the police already. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was, He's the killer control. in True Detective season one. Oh, God, yeah. On the, on oh, the, yeah, uh, the lawnmower. Yep. Lawnmower he's man. the Yellow King. Yeah, the Yellow King. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Arthur gets called into his boss's office. This is where he tells him they want the sign back. Um, uh, Randall belittles Gary. Yeah, the the little person. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, like, make this dude feel smaller. Yeah, the bully clown dude. The, yeah. the bully clown. <laughs> the bully. But behind the scenes bully. That's not his clown persona. You know. <laughs> no. like, Pusher, Spike, the bully clown. Like behind the scenes, he's sabotaging the other he's like, clowns. Listen, to make it's less a cl- it, Listen, it's a clown. It's a clowny clown world. <laughs> he was clown of control, is what it was. Gary is an interesting character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we only see him the two or three times, but he's an interesting perspective to get on a bad dude who kills bad no people. But oh my god. <laughs> But he he is he is quote unquote smaller and easier to miss than what's his face than Arthur, but Arthur looks out for him. It's weird. It's very like on the nose. Yeah. Well, that was a joke. Been a diminutive clown, you know. But he's like he's literally a small person, you know. Like it's it's very direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Arthur 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 relates to him because he's another small person. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, and Arthur can't help but laugh at the the joke against Gary because he can't help but laugh. We uh, cut to Arthur kicking garbage to vent his frustrations. Then later in the elevator of his apartment building, he runs into a fellow tenant, Sophie, a single mom who lives with her daughter. He and Sophie apparently connect over a shared sense of misery in life. Do they ever say her name? 
No. Yeah. No? I don't think I don't, so. I don't think they ever did. Huh. Uh, she has she has a full name, Sophie something, but uh in in the credits, but I don't think her name is ever said on screen. Hmm. So she specifically mimes shooting herself in the head because yeah. her kid is complaining about something. I forget. It's a kid uh, complaining. Um, um, yeah. Uh, Sophie says something and the kid like mimics and says it over and over like yeah. kids do. What she yeah. said and says it over and over again about the building being so terrible. Mm-hmm. And then he, awful. he mimes it back to her and she gives him a weird look. This is the only time these people actually interact in the movie. Right until uh, until the last until, one. until the end. Well, they have yeah. two like, more times. She goes to see him live. No, 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 well, no. Uh, she wasn't there. She, she wasn't, wasn't actually, actually there. there. That was in she his wasn't. imagination. So this this actually happens, and he builds this thing in his head to become his further relationship with her, where she is supporting well, him in comedy and his girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, they needed a female sort of love interest, but also I think it was a heavy-handed way to show like. Other people have very similar problems to Arthur mm-hmm. and don't react to them in the way he does. Right. She's poor, living in the same shitty building, raising a kid on her own. Well, and I have to say I was absolutely relieved it was all in his head because how into his weird, creepy <laughs> bullshit she was was gross. Yeah, 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 that came as a relief and not as a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Sophie could do so much better. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. He is an excellent dancer and a good clown <laughs> and a good clown. <laughs> that that, that was in his personal ad. Single He's white the male. Clowniest clown that ever <laughs> Single white male seeks single white female. Good dancer, excellent clown. Yeah, <laughs> grease paint a plus. Oh, <laughs> uh, so all right. Um, we uh yeah then cut to Arthur bathing his mother while she talks about Thomas Wayne. The shot over his shoulder, bringing up the sexy old crone, was the exact shot of Janak hugging the sexy old crone in The Shining. Oh, because oh. when she when she looks up at him and then it switches to her being the old woman, that's like the same framed angle and everything. Uh, I thought that was interesting. an interesting little homage to The Shining of somebody going huh. crazy, obviously. Yeah, but. Uh, like also no one wants to bathe their mom (laughs) no no, and honestly like i feel for that that's difficult that's a difficult position to be in yeah it makes me really sympathetic for him yeah but i think it um it's subtly is one of the few indications where todd phillips is like this will help his um change when he finds out about his mom because i mean that takes a lot of sacrifice to do that for any loved one to be there to wipe their butt, to bathe them, all that shit. Yeah. And he finds out it was kind of all a lie. Yeah. So that helps that a little. It does. Well, and, and the source of all of his struggle too. You know, he was un, almost unwilling to be doing that had the circumstances been any different. Yeah. I mean, well, yes. I mean, absolutely. The whole, the relationship with his mom and him, what ultimately becomes of that, I think is one of the, one of the most like not justify, but like makes the most sense for the character of any of the actions he takes in the film. It was also at this point uh, when mom's getting bathed that she says to him, don't you have to be funny to be a comedian? That was the funniest line in the movie. 
Oh, I think the, the who's laughing now joke yeah. is, I mean, that's a classic joke. But it's just, that's uh, the funniest part in the movie to and, me, the, his but, joke. What's interesting is that when he's with his mother, it's the only time that Arthur seems to be the rational one. Mm-hmm. To the point where he's annoyed with how, quote, quote, crazy she is. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? He seems very normal, takes a shower, has a cigarette, watching the TV, and he's annoyed with her Thomas Wayne stories. Like, he can recognize that that's bullshit yeah. even then. Hmm. So it's it's really weird to see him, he is depicted as having a mental illness as a result of trauma. And it affects him in the way, the specific way that he laughs uncontrollably. And at the well, wrong time. I think time. more than trauma, they even say that he was dropped on his well, head. I mean, from like physical trauma, like physical, oh, gotcha, brain, gotcha, physical gotcha. brain yes. trauma. That's, that's, his, that's his mental illness is as, right. as, as a result of that. He does not have like personality like uh, multiple personalities or, or like, borderline or, personality disorder or, or which the real jerker does real yeah. jerker does yeah he's he is just a guy who is choosing to do all these things this At guy this uh, arthur relates to michael douglas's character in falling, falling down. that's down. another one of those guys the joker yeah. in any or joker like movie. tyler Durden. he's just had enough yeah it's not that he was that he's missing a conscience he's just had enough mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and uh, and fully fully aware of his choices and fully defending them by the end of the movie. Absolutely, he was surprised that he didn't feel anything. He expected to, right? So A psychopath does not. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So um, later, when his mom's asleep, he plays with the gun. It accidentally goes off. The next day, he follows Sophie from dropping her daughter off at school on the train to her job at a bank. Uh, then we cut to Arthur watching a stand-up comedian in a club, taking notes. Um, then laughing at the wrong time. Yep. <laughs> he he laughed like okay, so the audience would laugh, and then their laughter would die down, and then he would like respond with his laughter. He was always like two beats too late. Like he's out laughter. of step with the rest of society. Get I, it. I interpreted that as he was laughing because he realized he wasn't getting the joke because he always laughs. He's literally laughing when he has like a negative emotional response to a thing. He's never just laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just like <laughs> sitting by himself. He's like feeling sad and then starts laughing. Yeah, no, no. He never once laughs at anything that's actually funny. Every time he laughs, it was a nervous response every single time. Yeah. No, but he was taking his notes. He wrote down, you know, jokes about sex. Right, but well, he, he, he was not. I think he's writing down what worked, what yeah. people found funny. I mean, he what, was what he, topics were funny that people he laughed. Was, he at. did laugh at the premise, which people don't normally do. But if you if you're getting the joke, but again, we don't know if he voluntarily laughed or not. But I, you could tell where the joke was going about their role playing as sure. a professor. You knew it was going to be more about the, you know. So he starts to laugh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So then uh, we cut to Arthur alone writing jokes. <laughs> the doorbell rings and it's Sophie. He just right. There's one point where he just writes the word mental illness. <laughs> just, he has uh, mental pictures illness. that he's torn out of magazines mm-hmm. that he's taped on different pages. Like they really wanted to make it look like the notebook you'd find under the mattress after the kid's been arrested. Yeah. 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 This, this was his uh, journal slash uh, joke 
uh, joke journal. Uh, yeah. He had another name for it. Uh, slash Bank Bank. Um, oh, yeah. He, yeah. he, yeah, he just cut out pornographic images and pasted them into his book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doorbell rings. It's Sophie. She asks Arthur if he was following her. Um, she doesn't seem to mind it. She thinks Arthur's funny. He tells her he does stand-up comedy and she should come see him sometime. So this didn't happen. Okay, yeah, and I knew that. I just was kidding. Yeah, um, gotcha. Then we cut to Arthur being a clown in a children's ward. He's a pretty good clown until the gun falls out they of his coat. <laughs> the joy on these kids' faces was real. Yeah. Yeah, they're happy. They're yeah. they're not like oh, this fucking clown. <laughs> and actually, the joy on his face seemed yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, he cries well, when, to his boss. He's like, "Just not this job. I love this job." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's a clown temp job. He's going to wherever the clowning is. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> he you wants go to where do. the clown work is. <laughs> Get it on trucks uh, in the boy. dust bowl. Like going a travel out nurse, to California the for the clowning from Tucson to Tucson. <laughs> but yeah him dropping the gun man holy shit yeah that moment yeah. that's so well done that's, yeah his reaction and the way is he, pretty the way he yeah. kicks it yeah, and it's, it's quietly almost, just trying to shush just like and he doesn't break don't, that it's, don't tell. Yeah, it's, it's you know that little kid feeling of like as soon as i break they're gonna react yeah <laughs> so i'm just gonna stay like, like a, the deer in headlights right. reaction but he it almost well, stays a clown bit <laughs> like yeah right if those adults hadn't been in the room he would have been okay because mm-hmm. those kids probably would have been like i don't like this clown he's silly yeah. he had a silly gun that's a nice touch yeah, yeah. a silly gun yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah uh he gets fired because of that uh he takes the subway home and on the subway a trio of yuppies are harassing a woman he breaks into uncontrollable laughter. The woman leaves and they turn their attention to him. They beat him up until he pulls the gun and kills two of them, chases the third off the train into an abandoned station where he murders the final one. <clears throat> um, he freaks out, runs away into a public restroom where he dances. <laughs> Once again, he committed this crime because he had been pushed a little too far which is something that happens. And a lot of times it's justified. So it's not, again, it's not that he just stood up and started shooting people like the Joker would. Yeah. He had had enough. He was being beaten up. If that happened in real life, you could shoot somebody if they were kicking you. Yeah. yeah. And you could so anyway, you'd probably just more relatability. And, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. And depending on what state you're in, you'd probably get off for it. Yeah. In Arizona. Fuck yeah. Mm hmm. It does not take much for you to legally feel threatened <laughs> and then use lethal force. That's all you have to do is feel threatened. But these were was, white collar Wall Street people. That's that. Oh, that's why. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the rub. That's yeah. the rub. Which is he he killed the wrong bullies. Yep. That's right. Um, yep. Which it, it could have been much worse as a choice of people that he ended up killing. Uh, Bernie Getz, as yeah. these guys taught me. Uh, what was um, it, Chicago? No, it was New York City. New York and City? I think it was three kids, and they were trying to rob him. Yeah. It was the same situation. He had been mugged, like, constantly on the subway, bought a gun. Didn't go with the intention, but as soon as he got trouble, that's what he was. Yeah. But there's no way they could have done that. They couldn't have been three kids of color. That would have missed the whole. Yeah. 
mm. overarching. Yeah. You people are scum. You're as dirty as the filth. I'll clean up this lawless town. Well, and uh, what's be what, dirty Harry all of a what's sudden. What's interesting is if he had shot the kids of color who beat him up at the beginning, then yeah. Yeah. That then they, yeah. he would have. Oh, you we said falling down. What's the Charles Bronson one? Is it Death Wish? Death Wish, yeah. Where he another one where he just they they raped his wife. Where it's, it's just like I had all as I can stand. Yeah, it's like seven seven full no movies of him just killing black people. <laughs> Death Wish. <laughs> but it, yeah, I think at a certain point they became like 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 uh, Central American drug dealers. But whatever. No longer a wish. It's yeah. like how many wishes do I have? <laughs> um, you can't wish for extra death wishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys been, you only get one have you guys been watching the, <laughs> the new season of, of what we do in the shadows yes he has a gin he, he has, has a gin yes all the witches it's so the, hilarious the penis, how specific you have to be the penis wish episode was amazing <laughs> I gotta catch up on this same uh, so alright um, he goes back to his apartment knocks on Sophie's door and kisses her. Um, so, I mean, so it's interesting. That's the first time he dances after the killing and he dances repeatedly after that. Um, we cut the starting to feel a little more free. Yeah, exactly. That's his, that's yeah. He feels like he's come alive. Uh, a baby bird. If you would say, you know, he's, he's out of the nest. He's finally, we cut to the yeah. next morning. Arthur's cleaning out his locker at the Clown Depot. He tells everyone that Randall gave him the gun. On the way out, he... Clean uh, out your fucking clown desk. <laughs> your fucking Here's a tiny box. <laughs> no, a big shoebox. A giant shoebox. <laughs> With a tiny car inside. Oh. He takes out framed pictures of his clown wife. <laughs> There's a potted plant in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, he punches out the time clock. I thought that was that was clever. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Oh, I forgot to punch out, and just punches it off the wall. And on the way out, he scribbles out "forget," so it just says "don't smile" on the sign above the the uh, stairwell. <clears throat> um, at home, he sees Thomas Wayne on the Murray Show talking about the murders. The three yuppies worked for him. Uh, Thomas Wayne is going to run for mayor to clean up this town. And Wayne calls out the have-nots as clowns. Yes. He calls poor people clowns. Yeah. Um, um, very Hillary Clinton. Uh, uh, the super predator. No, no, no. Um Deplorables. Ta- the basket of deplorables. Deplorables. Basket yes, of deplorables. Basket of deplor- it's hard to keep track of this. <laughs> yeah, it is like uh, that. Exactly. That's yeah, a very inelegant lost. thing to say. Just very tone deaf. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just not a yeah. clever thing to say. Also, it's no. not even funny. No. Like nothing. Nothing about it is smart. That's no. But it was my, her and Bill. That's why I thought of the super predator because in the nineties they had coined that phrase and they were referring to thugs. Mm-hmm. They're referring to gangsters. Yeah. And they called them super predators. What a fucking term. Oh yeah. No. They call poor yeah. black. <laughs> God damn. But yeah. Well, and she was specifically talking about teenagers, which yes. is a whole other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you know, talking about adults is one thing, but to, to, 
yeah, depict teens, children. Roving packs of yeah. teens hunting people. No, we tend to forget how fucking racist the the <laughs> the United States has been. All it it didn't just start. Like when Trump came into office, <laughs> people didn't start being racist. It's been going on. No, all that Trump did was be yeah, he was just like, We can say it now. You yeah, want to give everybody it, permission. Say it. Well, yeah. just say it if you want to say it. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, so, uh, we cut to his weekly meeting with the social worker. She informs him that their budget got cut. They won't be able to meet anymore. Um, he won't be able to get his medication. Um, and we cut to that the- happens so much. My wife works in social services and society doesn't realize how dangerous that fucking is, mm-hmm. but it happens a lot. Just you're cut off of your psych meds. Yeah. Most of these medications you're supposed to wean off of, or you have a break. Or a manic episode, so it, it's fucked up. It's that that was true. Super fucked up, yeah. Um, so then we cut to the comedy club. Arthur is waiting backstage to go on. He goes up. He's bombing. He can't stop laughing in his nervousness. Then he sees Sophie in the audience, and he's able to go on. And in his mind, now he hears applause. Um. Afterwards, he and Sophie go for a walk. They see a newspaper about the clown killings. Sophie tells Arthur she thinks the clown killer is a hero. Uh, They start seeing people wearing clown masks as a political statement about the class and rich people. Uh, This her saying that is just the funniest superhero movie trope ever. It made me think of uh, Kirsten Dunst in Spider-Man where she's like, I'd love to kiss Spider-Man upside down. Yeah. And Peter Parker's like. Yeah, yeah. I should continue being Spider Man. <laughs> I can turn this into all kinds of upside down kisses. <laughs> like, it's so, it's just so simple of a trope to just plop in this movie. Yeah. Also, kissing someone upside down is a good way to get a nose in your mouth. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> all that rainwater, just drinking I want it off upside, of our nose. I want upside down uh, kisses to be the name of our emo band. <laughs> Um, so all right um arthur goes home finds his mom asleep in front of the tv she wrote another letter to thomas wayne arthur tells her he had a date uh she goes into bed he reads the letter which is asking for help from thomas as she claims that arthur is thomas wayne's illegitimate son Arthur gets mad, confronts his mother. They argue. She admits to him that Thomas Wayne is his father. They had an affair when she was a maid working in the Wayne Manor. She got paid off and signed some papers when she got pregnant to save Thomas Wayne's reputation from a scandal. Uh, Then Arthur goes to Wayne Manor, where he sees young Bruce playing in the gazebo, as children often do. Um, He's He's a New York lonely boy. Um... A gazebo. They talk through the gates. Um, he had a he had like a, a fire pole. Mm. That, <laughs> Status. That, that was a that was like a tree gazebo, I think. <laughs> Is that them making an homage to Batman sixty six with the fire the pole? Fire pole, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I missed that. Yeah. Um, I missed tree gazebo. <laughs> this man puts his fingers in a child's mouth. Yes, you don't. Put <laughs> and your... we're expecting to view him as the hero. You don't. This was pre-COVID, so you, know. <laughs> you don't put your fingers in someone else's kid's mouth. <laughs> the parents tend to not like that. It doesn't matter if it's sexual or non-sexual. Yes. And hey, kids, if an adult 
or anybody puts their fingers in your mouth. Bite down. Tell them to stop. Yeah, or just bite. Just, just bite. Bite. Yeah, just, yeah. bite those fingers Can't really speak off. Too well with the fingers. No, it's in just. Your mouth. It's a weird thing to have a character do to another character in a movie that is a kid. It is. You and know, I'll, like I'll, if he had done that to Alfred, I'd have been like, "This is really weird, man." <laughs> but with a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is awful. I can't forgive any of this action." And this I'll, man should go to jail. He <laughs> thinks that kid is his little brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, but he still does. doesn't justify the. You know, I have siblings. Which, I've never put my fingers in their mouth. Just a few of them. Time. Why would you? That's gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't want my fingers yeah, in someone else's mouth. Put them in your own mouth. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, he that, also didn't wash his hands before or after. Yeah. So also, no, not since the garbage strike. Also, how many times do you think that kid has? A, how many memories of Joaquin Phoenix sticking his fingers in his mouth does that kid have? So Joaquin Phoenix really put his <laughs> fingers in his mouth. Who the Joker is. 53 takes. Uh, he's like, I got to get it right. This fucking kid is not rubbery enough. Can we get another kid? <laughs> um, so Alfred shows up to get rid of Arthur, though he does indeed recognize Penny's name when Arthur tells him he's her son. Arthur tells Arthur. Ar- Alfred tells Arthur. <laughs> That his mother was delusional and sick. There was never an affair. In anger, Arthur attacks Alfred, but ultimately lets him go and flees. Um, he arrives home to find his mother is being loaded into an ambulance and taken to a hospital. He goes with her. She's admitted. Uh, apparently, she gets stabilized. He's outside smoking. He's approached by two police detectives. They tell Arthur they were questioning her when she had a stroke. They want to ask Arthur about the gun he had in the children's hospital as they're investigating the clown murders. It makes it sound like clowns were being murdered. <laughs> um, Dude, do you guys remember the spooky clown thing of like, was it I forgot about that. 2015, 16, somewhere yeah. in there. Clowns in all the little towns and shit. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I have to yeah. say, by the end of this, um, Arthur truly has an insane clown posse at his beck and call. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They had an unofficial gathering in Gotham. <laughs> this is they just go everywhere. This is just the story of the juggalos. God. Yeah. That's another, Pico loves like, this movie. By ghosts the way. <laughs> and demons like, on my list of things that would not freak me out or scary. Yeah. Like, that's an idiot in a clown costume. <laughs> if he has a gun, but then it doesn't matter what he's wearing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right. Uh, cut to his mom's room. Um, he's sitting with her, as is Sophie. Um, she leaves to get coffee. And on the TV, Murray Franklin comes on with the clip of Arthur's stand-up. Although he's making fun of Arthur, and he calls him the Joker. Or calls him Joker. This says, Joker, This yeah. Joker. Um, yeah. Um, then we cut to Arthur at home, despondent. Though on uh, TV, he sees that there's a big clown rally that night. <laughs> a gathering of the juggalos. It's a gathering of the juggalos. At the Wayne fundraiser at a theater to <laughs> protest the rich. Um, the clown iconography is inspired by the clown killings and Thomas Wayne calling them clowns. Uh, he goes down there. He basks in the chaos he's inspired. Then he sneaks into the back door, puts on an usher uniform, and finds Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. Thomas tells uh, it's a Charlie Chaplin film mm. playing uh, modern uh, times. Yeah. Modern times. Um, I don't know which the, a lot of his motion is probably 
inspired by Chaplin's. Oh, emotion. yeah. The, the, be, the best of clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now that I hadn't thought of that, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, he's doing a real modern Chaplin times is, thing. Remember Grandpa Simpson's uh, potato dance? Yeah. When he meets uh, Marge's mom? Yeah. Yeah. And they come and they threaten to sue him? Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh, you're muted. Um, <laughs> beautiful dance, though. Um, I first went, became aware of that in Benny and June with Johnny Same, Depp. Right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I was just saying when I was muted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the idea of being so funny without saying a thing. Yeah. I think that was attractive to Arthur because he's funnier. If he's not speaking. Yeah. He is not good with verbal comedy. He's much better with physical comedy. Um, He's a, yeah. Uh, So. He's a clown. Yeah. He's. He's a clown. Exactly. Sorry. I I explained the clown. He's a clown through (laughs) and through. Um, So uh, Thomas tells Arthur that he's not his dad. Penny isn't even his real mother. He was adopted. Penny's crazy. She spent time in Arkham Asylum. Arthur gets angry. You don't get shit done in Gotham unless you're an orphan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's not even his real mother. Yeah, that's uh, what he learned. That's or, what, or his real last name. Yeah. Um, Arthur goes home to process this, gets a message from the cops who still want to talk to him. <laughs> so he hides in the fridge for a while. Um, okay, that's one of those, like, lock yourself inside a fridge. Fridge. Mm. Oh, yeah, the one Punky Brewster warned us about. Yeah, Yeah, not like modern Um, fridges where he could just open the door. um, Seriously, like, I looked at the handles. uh, Oh, one of those old style, like, yeah. uh Uh-huh. It's like uh, old old walls. That was one of those old latching refrigerators. So was this just another delusion that he locked himself in the fridge? Because he would have suffocated. How would he have he gotten would have out? suffocated. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to get out. And then Punky Brewster <laughs> would have been for nothing. <laughs> She's all, see? Maybe Punky see? Brewster came and like saved him. Maybe. Because, uh, um, yeah. She, she saved Harry. I mean, she saved us he, all. <laughs> he he gets out and answers the phone. <sighs> Her and Glomer. Anyway. Um, anyway, yes, he does. Um, so he takes a bus to Arkham Asylum. Arkham um, State oh, wait, Hospital wait, wait. No. at that time. Oh, no, no. First, he gets the call from the Murray Franklin show. They want him to come on the show since the clip they showed on him was so popular. Yeah. Then he takes the bus to Arkham Asylum. Uh, he gets the file like, on his... Basically, he went viral before that existed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and I will say, I noticed on a rewatch, you can see the blinking red light of the camera on its stand. Oh, of when he that was one of my touch. it was like it's like who films in a comedy club in the seventies? What is this? But uh, comics. Was, yeah, I was like, I, I could see that being like a reference. They still do. Somebody yeah. thought this was insane. We should show this to our TV show. Yeah, it's like a yeah. system football coaches, basketball yeah. coach, you know. Let's that, just record the game, see what we do. I have some questions about video related matters later, but we'll get to it. Um Arthur, so he, <laughs> he takes the bus to Arkham Asylum. He gets a file on his mom. He steals it from the clerk. Uh, reading it, he discovers that she was a narcissist who adopted him while working as a housekeeper for the Waynes in the 50s. Uh, Penny raised Arthur. Um, her boyfriend was abusive to her and him. Dropped him on the head. Beat him up. Um, later, He was on, uh, tied to a radiator when he was found. Yeah. 
Um, and once again, another character who represents this broken system, but relates to, you know, you know, like he wants to give him the file, but the bureaucracy doesn't allow him to do that. So it's like he feels for the guy. Yeah. So just another example of that, of like, nobody cares about me either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, that, that, him- poor, that poor clerk, it just when he realizes, oh, wait, you're this abused kid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> can't can't release this. That's Brian and, Tyree Henry. That's fast. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah and, so uh, Paperboy. Paperboy. So that's our Paperboy. second Atlanta. Yeah, uh, character. And it's the first person that he, um, you know, confesses to because mm-hmm. that's who he tells. Like, I thought I would feel something. I didn't. Yep. And him just saying that, and you know, then uh, he, the clerk is like, "Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah." Uh, it made me think of there was a thing that I saw on Reddit where it was nurses talk w- working in like uh, dementia care and like uh, mm. you know uh, what do they call that? Uh, there's a specific like time hospice. Uh, yeah, ho- it's a specific type of hospice. Oh, sundown people with su- yeah Collegiate. sundown sundown care. Um, uh-huh. They uh, talking about all the people admitting to murders uh, just casually. Oh, yes. Like telling where the bodies where the bodies yep. are buried. Well, just because they forget that they shouldn't tell people. It's like, oh yeah. god, that's terrifying. That's what this yeah. felt like. Like he just doesn't even know. Yeah, that this is not okay to share. No, no, he's 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 way past knowing what's okay to share. Yeah, he's misinterpreting all the public support as all of the public supports him. Mm-hmm. Every. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Arthur freaks out about this. In his despair, he goes back to his apartment building, but instead of going home, he walks into Sophie's apartment. Sophie finds him there, but instead of welcoming him, she's terrified. She asks him to leave as her daughter's in the next room. She doesn't seem to know him, and we get flashbacks to all the times they were together, and we realize she was never there. Uh, It was all a delusion, and he imagined their entire relationship. They gave us a freaking Fight Club flashback. Which yeah. is hilarious. To yeah, me. It like is. we didn't need it. Oh my it, really. god, it was full on the Fight Club flashback. It's so many not subtle really was. moments. Just like, oh, thank you, uh, thank you. Put that in our bag of story elements that we've been collecting along the way. Oh my god, this yeah. this is just every like every single one of those movies has a, hand, a finger in this. Everyone, yeah, they checked every box on their list. They also gave us a line um, from Arthur. Where he says, I had a bad day to her. And um, that was the running theme in The Killing Joke. Oh. Yeah, of, one bad of, day. That's one, the, one bad day. Batman. That's the joke that Batman tells, or he tells Batman, right? No. Uh, oh, I forget. No. Uh, <laughs> he tells him the joke about shining the light on the board as he walks across the two buildings. And oh, then it's like, yeah. You'll yeah. turn it off when I'm halfway across. As if uh, that, it's that was the whole idea of uh, the killing joke. Um, Joker, um, pre-Joker, had one bad day where his wife and child died and he fell in a bat. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Wayne had... <laughs> you had a bad day. <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Wayne had one bad day. Um, yep. And his parents pearls got were scattered. <laughs> and pearls, pearls were scattered. Um <laughs> And Barbara that Ford. was like the, like I said before, the two sides of the coin. They both of them had had one bad day and reacted to them completely differently. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the same bad day as seen in the, <laughs> all and, of the DC movies about Batman. Right? And that's what 
the the Joker was trying to do to Commissioner Gordon. He paralyzed uh, Barbara Gordon. Uh, he uh, shot her in the stomach, uh, paralyzed her, um, and then tortured Commissioner Gordon, just mm-hmm. trying to give him that one bad day and make him snap. Mm. Right. Um. Yeah. So such a great novel. Such a terrible cartoon adaptation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a nice, it was a nice touch to, to throw in that simple line. I had a bad day. It is. Um, yeah. So then Arthur goes home and laughs for a while. The next day in the hospital, he confronts his mother about the truth of his upbringing and smothers her to death with a pillow. He goes home and watches clips of Murray's show on his VCR. Now this is what I wanted to talk about. In 1981, a VCR cost almost $1,400. Wow. Uh, They'd been getting help from Thomas Wayne. (laughs) Well, I think she said that at some point. Like, he used to help us, and now he stopped. Uh, I didn't... The the VCR wasn't on the TV before. I feel like he just bought it, but I don't think... maybe he Peter Parkered it, you know, like found it, Mm. got it to work. Maybe, I don't know. maybe I looked that yeah, up. It maybe was, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk about how quickly people die from being smothered by a pillow in movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's fast. So fast. If you sleep um, face down for three minutes, you're fucked. <laughs> you're gonna like, die in your sleep. <laughs> uh, this this particular suffocation took under thirty seconds. Yeah, when he could have just and, taken and she's the, just dead. You can just hold your breath for that long. (laughs) Didn't she just have like a stroke or something though? Yeah. So, I mean, she could be like incredibly incapacitated. This one all out because she's already in a hospital bed. Some people do it in their sleep. I'm like, was that like a super fine silk pillow? That that was right. It's just so unbelievable in movies. It depends on whatever the pillow is filled with the density (laughs) they're in. And I, this, I wonder if hospitals have taken this into account and made pillows more breathable. <laughs> if you're smothered by memory foam, your whole life flashes before you. <laughs> Depends on what the Fall pillow. Sleep on your waterbed. <laughs> you drown. <laughs> you drown. He smothered me with water. Uh, what well, depends on what your pillow is filled with? Oh, this one's filled with cyanide and guns. <laughs> Oh, if it's down, you can breathe through it. It's foam a little harder. Unless Wait, you have I an allergy. Water pillow. That sounds amazing. A water sounds like a good idea. Cool. I, I don't want a water <laughs> bed. I don't want. A, I don't want a full water bed. But it, a water until pillow, it no? pops. Just your head rolling back, <laughs> singing sea shanties. Uh, so all right, he goes home. Watches clips of Murray's show. Practices how he'll enter and what he'll say on the show. Practicing killing himself on air. Dyes his hair green, dances for a while, <laughs> and then this is our th- third dance that we've seen. Oh God! Is least. it only the third? It might be, maybe the fourth. He's he does um, a lot of dancing. He paints his face and his tongue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, he's wetting the brush, so the paint continues to move. I think. Is he? Because he sticks his tongue out and he just starts painting it. Like, yeah, I mean, I know what Brian's saying, but yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I use the corner of my mouth and just you know sort yeah. of twist the top of the brush. That felt Dabble a little bit of spin. I don't. <laughs> I don't like. I'm painting a wall. I I just have to say out. that felt like the most like actory bullshit moment of the entire movie to me. Like I'm acting. Yeah. He would paint his tongue. Like I'm like 
That's crazy. They're all behind the camera going, keep rolling, keep rolling. This is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, and the dancing was apparently improvised. Like they didn't have all the dancing in there. That was something he came up with on set. That's the most jokery stuff, if you ask me. It's it's the thing that makes it work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the Joker dances over his victims. You dance. The Joker dances. <laughs> I, I forget who it was. I was reading an interview Back with somebody, <laughs> and they were talking about their time with him uh, when he was a child actor, and he always danced. They were like, "He's always been a great dancer." So it's hmm. cool to see him dance in a role. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, great yeah, dancer." Um, yeah. Well, he grew up in the Children of God cult. Oh yeah, yeah. basically a pedophile cult. Yeah, the Phoenix. They were all taught how to yeah. dance. Uh, so <laughs> there's some documentaries. Yikes. So uh, yeah, oof. So uh, he's visited by his ex-clown friends. Oh, hang on. Um, he finds a photo of his mom, like very much younger, and on the back is written "Love Your Smile," T.W. Right, which is part of what makes it seem like maybe Thomas Wayne caused all that. And that's the cover story is what, you know, the, the hospital, like he forged the documents to make it look like he was adopted, you know, or that was another delusion. Yeah. It could have been given to her by her neighbor, Tito white. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been, I mean, it, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, it, it either like, Implicates Thomas Wayne, or it's it was just another crazy thing that yeah. this guy saw. Yeah, there's no way to know. I mean, it's it, it is ambiguous. Yeah. It goes even deeper, you guys. It's Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we a big. He commands a quackweegian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has a wife, you know. Good friend and woe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, Randall and Gary show up. Arthur kills Randall out of revenge. He, he stabs him with scissors mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. In the this neck brutal. and the eyes. Yeah. 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 Fucking I remember brutal. in the theater being like, what the fuck just happened? Whoa. Well, they come in under these auspices of like, we're just checking up on you. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope but Randall really wants to make sure that he's not going to fucking snitch him out to the cops. And Arthur obviously right, knows cause, that. Because the cops were asking questions to all the... Uh, all the clowns. They had some clown all questions. The, all, the, all the normal height clowns. Well, and Randall knows where the clown lineup. <laughs> that's, that's how the clowns knew where to find him is because Randall already sold him out. Mm-hmm. And said, I gave him oh, a gun. Right. Yeah. You know, the whole story. And then they, you know, corroborate it with he had the gun at the hospital. Like those cops have a strong case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so and I know that he, Arthur was saying Gary, you know, he indicated Gary was the only one that was nice to him. So that's why he was spared. But it is another Joker thing. Like often he won't kill everyone in the room. And there won't be any real reason why somebody survives and somebody doesn't. Mm. Um, the, the moment where he tells him, so he tells him he can go, and then he like does the little jump scare, the scare, yeah. as he passes by him, and then Gary gets to the door and he can't reach the lock. Oh my god! Yeah, and, Arthur and Gary's just so terrified. Like, hey, Arthur, can you help me out? <laughs> yeah, and Arthur apologizes. And he does. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's sincere. I think he is. 
No, he, he is because he also says, Gary, you were the only person who was ever nice to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Which our joke just takes not a in, little kindness. He's not indiscriminate or he's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not, he's waging a class war, I mm-hmm. guess. And yeah. not like a total war on everyone. Yeah. Just killing anybody. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing is he has motivation here. It's, it's. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's weird. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like that's Randall was a motivated killing. Yeah. Randall, okay, but Randall, you fucked me, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You did me dirty. You snitched. That'll get you shot. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, Joker classically wouldn't even kill Randall for that. He'd forgive Randall and then kill him for something entirely unrelated. Or torture yeah. him a while and let him go. Yeah. Snitches get scissors. <laughs> and I mean, it fits with this character, but like the Joker, it doesn't fit. No, it's again making him relatable. You're supposed, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would have killed Randall too. What a dick! You know, you're not supposed to. No, it's supposed to be absolutely like befuddling. (laughs) Like the Joker doesn't make sense. Like these are just weird choices. You know, you can write whatever movie you want to make, but this is just weird. It's weird for the Joker. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he uh, dresses up in his Joker outfit, heads out to go to the studio. We get the stair dancing scene. Which I would point out is uh, um, being uh, is to rock and roll part one, part two. I can't remember. Yeah, Gary, Gary Glitter. Gary fucking yeah. Glitter. That dude. Which, yeah. um, uh, you you guys worked in radio, right? Anybody do sports on radio? No, no. That is the thing that you play before the game. Yeah. Oh, oh right. always has or, been. Oh, it's on Jock Jams. It for is sure. a game time. Yeah, song. it is. The hay song, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, it's that's it's not a thing that you use for other things. No, it's, like it, it it gets it gets played at tailgating parties. There, there's you know? well, and throw what it throw was getting as Gary Glitter was convicted for um, child. Oh, that's, yeah, I didn't even put that together. That's yeah. really interesting. But yeah, yeah, it, just hearing this, I was like, they're doing the like he's going to the he's gonna. Do the wow, thing. The big game. Yeah. The yeah. Time. yeah. There's, 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 I, I will say that I'm impressed by the dancing, the um, oh, yeah. clown shoes and the narrow steps. Yeah. I would have taken three steps and rolled down like a fucking have fallen yeah, like, all the way down. Yeah. The I would have been on America's Funniest Home <laughs> yes, Videos with that shit. Yeah. Not winning an Oscar. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For him. It, it, it's incredible. And it's cool that we get the dancing culminating in a cool dancing moment that is like triumphant or whatever. Well, and I, I because. Because also the stairs, um, we've seen him several times walking up those stairs dejectedly. I hate mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now he's dancing down the stairs. Exactly. Yeah, like Fred Astaire. He did that, no pun intended with the name, but, you know, the dancing down and then back up. Yeah. The steps, you know, kind of. Well, and yeah. I, the Fred Astaire is a pun. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me for puns. Oh, oh, that's great. But I did also like the fact that they do a um, they 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 turn it into a joke when they do the ironic cut of him um, dancing. And then they just cut the music and the cops are behind him like, hey, and he just starts running. Right. Yeah. It's that's the best part no, of the you movie. You know what I was thinking of? Isn't it Magical Mystery Tour? What's the one where they're in white tuxes that's and tails? That's Magical Mystery Tour coming down yeah, the stairs. Okay. Tie him the walrus. Coming down the yeah. stairs, yeah. They yeah. Sid Vicious tried to recreate later. Paul yeah. is dead because he's got the black rose. That's right. So they got the white tails and they're like, bum, bum, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. The, to me, this is, this is the climax of the movie. Everything after this is crazy. You know what's funny? Tangent. Um, <laughs> Paul is dead. 
So (laughs) one of the big things about Paul being dead was like that he had got in a motorcycle accident and they replaced him with a clone or a a lookalike. A lookalike or a robot. A lookalike. I thought it was just a highly trained lookalike. Yeah, a lookalike. But what's funny is Paul really got in an accident, but they keep referring to it as a motorcycle accident. It was a moped accident that Paul was in. It was not a motorcycle accident. He was on a a moped and he got bumped by a car and fell on the sidewalk. (laughs) Paul is dead to us. Anyways, um... Yeah, so uh, the detectives, they pursue him into a subway filled with clowns. <laughs> clown Going to the protesters. clown convention, they all just left the clown <laughs> that's, store. That's the express. <laughs> yeah. That's when the clowns... I'm sorry, this is, this is the clown car. You can't ride this one. <laughs> it was a clown car. Uh, one detective accidentally shoots and kills one of the protesters inciting a riot while Arthur escapes in the chaos, making his way to the TV studio. The fact that he had to accidentally kill somebody for them to get attacked to is well, just weird. Um, so Arthur stole one of the clown's masks and in doing so started the fight before, uh, before the shooting happened. So uh, these clowns, <laughs> we're already fighting each other. <laughs> they were already angry clowns <laughs> when the shooting started. You don't want to. You don't want to rile up a nest of clowns. <laughs> you don't. Or you don't. Don't walk into a a nest of fighting clowns with no a gun. shit. Yeah, you don't. I mean, with I would anything, pass up don't, cars because there were drunk people on it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the next one. You don't come to a clown fight without a whipped cream pie <laughs> or seltzer. You brought a gun to a clown fight, you idiot. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> so uh, before the show goes live, Arthur gets introduced to Murray, um, who he asked Murray to introduce him as the Joker. Um, Mark Maron's not having any of it. Yeah, Mark Maron is in this movie for some reason. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. As the um, producer yeah. of the show for yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, As I mean, the Rip Torn character dude, from dude Larry likes, Sanders. Dude likes but to work. He I will like take roles. Oh, yeah, me too. Same. Yeah. And he's he's concerned about the about Arthur's clown getup. Yes, like, as he should hey, be. Hey, come on. With with everything that's going on right. in the city right now, is this expensive. a good idea? Is it in, yeah. No, yep. it's not a good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. And he's still... Planning on killing himself so far as we know. As far as we know, yes. We don't know when he decides. I think it's when he starts, you know, Murray starts giving him shit and making fun of him and telling him he's wrong. And Yeah, I think I, don't when, know. I think when Murray is not friendly anymore, that's when he's like, oh, you're one of them. Um, uh, Arthur had written, put on a happy face in the mirror in the, the green room. Yes. Yes, and lipstick. Yeah, he did. And he touched up his makeup because uh, he had been crying earlier. That's and you right. see that he's pasted over the the blue streak. It's kind of it's a cool little detail. I was like, oh, they're really going for the realism with him touching up his makeup because he's got his big performance, his per- big debut. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it's early enough that he still put on the makeup. So I'm wondering in part two, I wonder if he's going to have a physical change to look like the Joker as he. 
mm. supposed to, or if he's just going to continue to wear makeup. makeup. Right. I hope not. I hope that he grows a mustache and paints over it. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> and everyone's going to go, why do you paint over your mustache? Like, that? Why do you have a slightly Spanish accent? <laughs> what mustache? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What? This is not the mustache you're looking for. Stand like Cavill in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Cavill in Mexico. Just staring down at people with his mustache that we can all see. Uh, anybody. So, yeah, Arthur tells some jokes and then confesses to the subway murders. Oh, smooches Dr. Ruth. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the equivalent. The Gotham the Dr. Ruth Dr. equivalent. Ruth. Yeah. The way he walks out of the curtain and just sa- like saunters up to her and, ki- and kisses her was the was the thing that made me think of Andy Kaufman more than mm. anything. Just like yeah. commanding in the awkward slowness. And know? it was completely not what he practiced before. No, right. no yeah. Like what? he he totally practiced how to come out and present himself. And mm-hmm. he just improvised in this moment. He like, did. Nope. I'm feeling better. Yeah. Uh, What's interesting, though, is that, you know, on The Tonight Show, the com- uh, if it was a comic or a stand-up, they would come through the curtains and they would do their routine. Yeah. And the big, like, what you always wanted as a comic was to be called over to the couch. Right. If that- you weren't, then, like, eh, okay, you know, maybe next time. But if you were called over to the couch, Johnny liked you one. So it was interesting. He was just there for the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he... He was there to be made fun of all along. He didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad they went that route instead of giving him five minutes to burn on TV. Right. They knew. That would have been more cringy. You know, if he walked yeah. up and did that, he's not going to deliver a good set. He's going to no. just burn right. from 10 seconds in. You yeah. Know? I think it was Al that said it earlier. Yeah. He, he's being laughed at, not with. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so they argue. Arthur flies into a rage and kills Murray live on TV. Uh, the audience flees. Um, he does the Godfather, Michael Corleone, the like, just let it slip out of your hand. Just drop the gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. see, we see Marone try to um, cut the, he's, he's trying to give him the, the kill it signal. Mm-hmm. And you see yeah. him like, just kind of sh- slightly shake his head. No. I'm going to continue. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of little stuff. But then it does cut on his, like they cut him off with his last line. Yeah. He yeah. walks up to the camera and starts talking. And they, yeah. Um, and it, but it was fun though. When he, when he walked up to the, the camera, he slips out of the studio lights. He's, he's wearing the red suit. Um, but when he slips out of the studio lights into the, the close up of the camera, it turns purple. Purple, mm. yeah. Interesting. I didn't yeah. catch that. I wonder if that was like a blue light or something on it to give it the purple look. Probably, yeah. Blue yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, he's arrested. And uh, as he's, uh, let's see, uh, there's there's uh, riots across Gotham. Um, an ambulance crashes they, into the police they, car. No, they recreate the Heath Ledger scene almost. Basically, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. You know, remember when he's arrested, he's just, Got his head out the window. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it looks like it's the same kind of thing, like looking at his the destruction that he's wrought. Yeah. It's weird to recreate that so soon. Yeah, it was. Um, so he stands on top of the car and dances and smears blood on his face in the shape of a smile as he basks in the crowd. 
Um, we got to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> the Proud Boys. Do we do we know if if they planned on getting him out of the cop car? Did they know that was his cop car, or was that just in the chaos that they? I think it was the chaos. There? They discovered him because it took oh. him a second. Then they realized who it was. And I, yeah, they kind of nudge each other I and for, go like, "Hey, look!" I forgot to mention while they were coming out, the Waynes come out of the movie theater into the alley. What did they see? What movie did they see? Zorro the Gay Blade. There was a second one. There were two movies up there. Blowout. Blowout. Which, is, which was like almost an NC-17 movie before that was the thing. So but they were yeah. probably so seeing Zorro they, the Gay they Blade. They were seeing Zorro the Gay Blade. Which was playing in 1981 and is a reference to I the know. fact that they came out of Zorro in the... I know. It's just hilarious. I think we talked about this recently that like as time goes on, Bruce's childhood is, you know, continuously in a different era. It's yeah. At some like, point they're coming out they of went Shrek. Saw Back to the Future. And then they went and saw Shrek. Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Shrek was the last movie they saw before they yeah, died. That's right. Yeah. We're not far off from that being uh, our Dude, Bruce Wayne origin movie. If, well, if I lost classic. my parents following Shrek, I would turn into something as well. A Batman troll the living Joker. in the living Classically, um, the Waynes were killed coming out of Zorro. The Mask, mm. the mask of Zorro. The Mask of Zorro. Yeah. Yes. Douglas um, Fairbanks. Yeah. And we didn't yeah. just see the Waynes die. We saw the fucking pearls in slow motion fall on the ground. And he made it the Joker without making it the Joker. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, it was a clown mask. So that's now in Bruce's and mind. It's, it's, in it, their canon. It was sparked and by the same Joker. day, the clown who was in charge of all the clowns. Yeah. Is the one who started the riots. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. As a kid. I mean, that's what society is going to accept. Mm-hmm. It's clowns all the way down. Yeah. We live <laughs> in a society made of clowns. Fucking A, we do. It's clowns all the way up as well. That's true. Up and down. It's nothing but clowns. It's infinite clowns. <laughs> Rapidly devalue and get your clowns now. <laughs> um, if you like to buy, or wait, no, sell your clowns. Yeah, <laughs> if you <buy> clowns, <laughs> sell, 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 sell. Clown, buy, buy. clown, clown coin has been falling a lot. <laughs> Come to me for your hot clown stock tips. Bit, cl- bit clown isn't what it used to be. Um, <laughs> bit clown. Um, That's so, what they call Gary. <laughs> so, oh God, we should it. we should press coins and call them bit clown. <laughs> <laughs> and corn, some corn coins. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> and today, Bitcoin That's how you was donate born. To us. Uh, Bitcoin. So we uh, cut to Arkham State Hospital. Arthur's laughing about a joke. Uh, the therapist asks what the joke is. He says she wouldn't get it. We cut to the outside hall, and he leaves with bloody footprints. And then an orderly chases him back and forth, Scooby Doo style. I hope the next movie opens at this moment. I really hope it does. That would be cool if they took it just right from there. Because he was singing. He could be singing another Sinatra tune. Yeah. Is Sinatra turning in his grave at this point? (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, for lots of reasons. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, and yeah. Yeah. And the That's Life is the theme song to Murray's show. (laughs) He says, yeah. And he says, remember, as always, that's life. You right. Think Frank, you think Frank Sinatra is proud of uh, his son, Ronan Farrow? <laughs> uh, yeah. I do not believe that's Woody Allen's kid. Anyways. Yeah. No, I don't either. Yeah. His blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Joker. That 
That is Joker. That is Joker. <laughs> oh, did we miss the trombone? Womp womp. Oh. When he when he told the joke, I think we didn't uh, touch on that. That was a beautiful. He did moment. the knock knock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, again, just they're making fun of you. It was yeah. just another thing where he starts to notice. Mm-hmm. I'm not here because they think I'm funny. Uh, what was it? Uh, knock knock. It's the police, man. <laughs> Your son's been hit by a drunk driver. He's dead. Wah, wah. Wah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's not funny, dude. Yeah, uh, Dr. Ruth. It's very true. Upset. It's true. It wasn't. You can't tell jokes like that. No. No, that's that's where she's wrong. Um, you shouldn't tell bad jokes about that. That's hurtful. Unanswered <laughs> question. You can make death funny. All right. Yeah. Unanswered uh, question. What, what happened to Sophie? Yeah, we never found out. Um, uh, well, we yeah. don't know if he we, killed her. We just we just see Arthur leaving her apartment. Yeah, we I don't, don't think he hurt her. I, I don't, don't think so either. I don't think so, especially I, since I'd it, like to think so. Right. Yeah. If this was a Joker movie, we would have been led to feel to think that. Yeah. But Arthur's compassionate. And well, and Zazie Beats did sign on for the second one. So, oh, oh well, that'll <laughs> be interesting to explore. There you go. Yeah. Um, who knows in what capacity, like if it's, you know, in a major role or not, but. Could be just memories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we know Harley will be in it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Who knows? Um, I don't know. More unanswered questions or final thoughts? No, just why, you know, why, why make this? It's as bad as the Grinch origin. Oh, and w- we didn't even mention he won the Oscar. He won the Oscar for this role. All right. Yeah. Second Joker to win the Oscar. Two Jokers have won the Oscar now. Yeah. But, but, but Tommy Lee Two-Face Jones is still. (laughs) Yeah. How long it took Scorsese to win one or Spielberg or just funny. Yeah. The Academy is. Glenn Close still doesn't have one. (laughs) Yeah. It's just. Ultimately, yeah. this is a well-made movie, well it acted. Is. There's a ton of incredible moments in it, but man, the like <sighs> intent and the meaning behind the art—it's really hard to give this any any. He's just not the room. Joker. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. He was a fascinating character, but he's not the Joker. He's a fascinating character, and the intent behind it and the meaning behind it is just so so fraught at this point. It's like you it, you can't just make this movie and expect it to be received in a vacuum. Um, we haven't mentioned Barry Kilgan or whatever his name is. Uh, it has, yeah, the the possible future Joker. Oh, well, they from, did that deleted scene together from the yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if somebody else takes this as a interpretation of the character, because that's every Joker is stacked on the one before it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting role in that sense. We don't get that with any other real comic book character, like Superman has everybody's Christopher Reeve, you know, they're not. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, that's a good way to put it, yeah. The Joker is a very unique pop culture character in film, specifically in that it is, every single time, it is a reference to the previous time in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Um, it's it's not like Darth Vader or something that's so consistent. Yeah. Getting back to um, the, the comic book origins, origins, quotes... Um, this is a 
this movie is a potential origin. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't. Yeah. They don't claim it to be canon. Uh, it's just one of the many. One of the many origin stories for the Joker. That yeah. It's like okay, maybe it was like this. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can dig that. That's important to the character, though we don't know for well, sure. Well, and it but. it certainly does not connect to any previously established or henceforth established DC universe. Like this isn't right. the same Thomas Wayne from any other Batman thing. No, it's kind of yeah. Elseworlds in that sense, where bit, you know, yeah. it's it is a different take on the character. It'll be interesting to see if that's how DC moves forward in some fashion, instead of doing the cohesive universe, just have smattering Else, of universes else worlds or infinite earths yeah, yeah. They, i think that's what they were planning on doing with flash well i think they were trying to tie up a thread their multiverse well to tie them together which i don't think they need to do i think that they can survive without doing no, but i thought that's how we like see this. michael keaton is that yeah he's from a different yeah. universe well but but this is not connected whereas like uh oh else, yeah. else worlds are not connected what's the other one that you mentioned al hmm Sorry, Infinite Earths. Yeah, Infinite Earths is connected through a single thread. Right, but Elseworld novels were their own. Yeah, they are all independent. It's like Marvel. What was that? Seventeen forty or whatever. Um, it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's In a reinterpretation world. of this reinterpretation of the stories. I hope that DC continues to do this as much as I bitch and moan about this movie. You know, they got to figure something out. Yeah, do <laughs> yeah, do, do something that don't quit trying to tie these things together it works without it you know yeah because they've it's been a goddamn mess over there for yeah, years um, now like don't don't claim any of these movies to be canon um yeah. it's just it, this is just this is just a possible interpretation of the world i i guess yeah. i don't know this and is a possible universe move away from the justice league you know like the the latest Suicide Squad movie was awesome. The Peacemaker show is awesome. I liked Titans. That was a decent show. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Or just, I'm just, you know, Marvel did that. They embraced, you know, side characters, C-list, even D-list, the Guardians. Yeah. It's like, just do that, DC. Show us some other yeah. fucking shit. It doesn't have to always be Batman and Superman every fucking right. time. And I'm the Joker. Mr. Yeah. What's his name? Mitzelplik. How do you say it, Al? You know how to say it. Mitzelplik. <laughs> Um, Mr. Mephistopheles? No. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Mick Shespilowick. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a fun character to see? Huh. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. Just... Uh, you could get Gary from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this Gary. was Gary's origin story. <laughs> He's Gary Mick Shespilowick. Mm. Uh, Gary. Uh, uh, <laughs> this, this is different than, than any other movie we've done. Oh, yeah. Like Logan is the closest thing for obvious reasons, but this is uh, super was kind of dark. Well, yeah, uh, it unbreakable a little bit, except it's not with an established canon of characters. That's fair. Yeah, that's like a thriller. This reminded me of Unbreakable in a lot of ways. Like I said, just him as a character was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. And um, performance. You, you bring it into this uh, larger universe and didn't quite yeah. work. So that that leads us to ranking it, um, which this is going to be hard because <laughs> it is a very well-made film, but it's also just 
has so many extra textual issues. I think you're in the right area, though. Um, like, like it's I, a better I, made film than X two. I think oh, that yeah. this is better than Captain Marvel and Ant Man. That's rough to it, say. As it, much as I dislike this movie content wise, like, it, damn, this movie is compelling. It is. It is. It's a better made film than either of those. Those are both some pretty yeah, you're basic right. Marvel. It was the second Ant Man movie that really w- was good. Yeah. Um, the first Ant Man was. Pretty, yeah, pretty I mean, boring. yeah, they were just very like Marvel basic brand. But it's not better than Days of Future Past to me. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a better film, but. As a comic book movie, yeah, it definitely doesn't reach that level. I would feel weird. Fun. I would feel weird putting it above Spider-Man for sure. Like that's, yeah. I don't yeah. think I could even think about that. Um, well, do you want it after Days of Future Past? I that's that's my vote. Honestly, it feels weird uh, topping Captain Marvel with the Joker movie. <laughs> Captain Marvel was good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. It was, yeah, yeah it was good, but it was a very basic superhero yeah. origin story like yeah it was by the numbers yeah um al thoughts um i'm on board with uh your thoughts um <clears throat> all right decided. so nice and easy then we're gonna stick it, it in less fun than captain marvel but i suppose a better film yeah 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 oh did i complain about uh the needle drop in the cop car was that cream? Oh, yeah. in no. the white room. Of all the songs to play, that's the, I love that song. Station. But that's but it always a, makes me think of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Though <laughs> it's to me, it was just really like Station. generic. It was the most like white bread choice of a song to put there. Cream, Absolutely, you know, like, yeah. More um, milk. <laughs> white room by Cream. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty white. Uh, yeah. But it just wasn't interesting. It made me think about. It made me think of like a padded room. I, I honestly, well, the whole song's about duality. I don't know if it's about yeah. duality, but like thematically, it, it totally fits. But just it's just like a weird choice. Like, huh? Okay. There yeah. are a few needle drops, and it's not a needle drop movie. I, yeah, yeah. we've been over this. The, I'm, I'm excited to get to a sequel and talk about a musical version of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. Like. If you're gonna go with like a '60s song, there, like, why not like "Give Me Shelter"? Yeah, "Sympathy for the Devil," which would be corny as fuck. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It felt, I, like, it felt like using "Sympathy for the Devil." I, "Give Me Shelter" is better. I don't yeah. want to hear "Sympathy for the Devil" ever, ever again. In the movie ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. It's that, there was that one as bad as uh, "All Along the Watchtower." That didn't to helicopters, the devil. It worked. <laughs> yeah. So, well, all right, that's it for the Joker, um, which means it's time to look forward to next week. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Birds of Prey or Ooh, the fantabulous emancipation of one Miss Harley Quinn. It, I like you and McGregor in this. I This is one of my favorite DC movies personally, but we'll, I'm glad to hear that because I've never seen it. Oh, I, oh cool. my God, Al. It's good. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, because, okay, so this came out after we started the podcast, uh-huh. and I kind of stopped, unless like something was really like in my face. Um, I, I stopped watching new superhero movies uh-huh. because I knew we were going to 
get to it eventually. <laughs> I think you'll like it. There's a lot of um, aspects of Harley from the Batman, the animated series. Like the, they give her some touches that we all recognized before, but they hadn't. Yeah, it's fun. You'll see. It it's is. the reason That's, Suicide Squad got remade. Absolutely. Or, right. or got another movie. Absolutely. Got another chance. Yeah. And um, yeah, I never like I never didn't watch it out of protest. It, it was just Yeah, you'll love it. I think you'll oh, honestly enjoy it. Yeah. I think I, think will. I will too. Uh I I've been anticipating. And um, it's funny, Ewan McGregor does a better Joker. <laughs> he, he's not the Joker. Yeah. But the way he handles his character. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, by the by, it's our last pre-COVID movie. Wow. Well, there's so, after, was that the I, last time we uh, stopped? I think that's another meeting? reason I... Sorry. I think that's another reason I didn't watch it. <laughs> Birds of Prey was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so I saw we recorded that too. in person? That one? Um, was that our last studio? Where we were all together for the show? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, after it. Um, yeah, that was the last movie in theaters when we were still recording in one place. Um, Bloodshot does come out technically on March 13th which is the day that it was declared a pandemic and everything got shut down. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. And then after that, it's, ooh, it's just COVID. 2020 is not what 2019 was. Um, one, two, three, four, five 2020 movies um, as compared to 10 in 2019. And uh, two of those you know, we're scheduled prior to COVID. So, um, wild. Yeah. And the other three barely existed in theaters. Those are going to be some interesting box office top tens. (laughs) So interesting talking about movies after COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, which one even counts as the first after COVID movie? I'd say, did Black Widow make the list? I don't think that got a theatrical. It run. did. Oh, oh it got did. theatrical. That, theatrical. But I don't I know if that's it. after COVID. That's like kind of during that's COVID. Mid, that's during COVID. Yeah. I mean, No Way Home was just as we were getting that humongous spike in December 2021. The first one that I could say is legitimately post-COVID might be The Batman. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so anyways, that's it for us this week. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. This is your Ben, your host, Throw Smiley. And as always, remember... The lady is a tramp. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, acclaimed director of the adult feature Ace in the Hole. I'm Brian Lesh, and I've got a clown fight to get to. I'm Alaric Weber, and I can carry a tune to save my life. <laughs> save your life. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Bitcoin. Bye, guys.